Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robots Radio presents... Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and tonight we are live for episode 51 with Mr. Boop Cannon from the Destiny Unfiltered Podcast. Mr. Boop Cannon, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Gosh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Dude, it's such a pleasure to have you on, and we hear such great things about you. And we're excited to invite you on to the show and put you on the hot seat. We're going to learn much more about you and what you do in the Destiny community. We're also going to talk about the Xbox Series X pricing. Yep, it's been revealed. We have that. And we are anxiously awaiting for PlayStation to show us what's coming next and giving us the date. And here's the cool thing. 
Destiny 2 Beyond Light is coming out on the same date as Xbox Series X. We're going to talk about the implications of that. We're going to talk about the latest news from Bungie. And we're going to talk about so much more tonight, including new exotic quests. I cannot wait to get started. So, Mr. Boopcan, and we're going to put you on the hot seat tonight for our discussion with the Guardians. So, I hope you're ready. Oh, uh, well, I'll pretend to be smart. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So, listen, before we put you on the hot seat, let's, let's talk yeah. about some news that's happening in the world of, of video games. Xbox revealed the price. four ninety nine. dollars for the Xbox Series X, and we have Scarlet finally announced Xbox Series X for $299. What do you guys think? I think that's good pricing right there. I mean, for what the tech and the hardware that they're that they're packing in those machines, Zen 2 processor, uh, I think that those are great prices. $499 for a, you know, 12, what is it? It's got 12.5 teraflops or something like that. So it sounds I mean, like a lot. Yeah. And they're touting 4K 60 with it. And they say some games will be able to hit 120, not 4K 120. That <laughs> people are living in a dream world. If they, I mean, indie games, yeah, maybe 4K 120. But hey, let, let me put it this way my computer that's $1,500 does not run games in 4K 120. So I think we're living in a unrealistic expectation here because the reality is I think that the next gen graphics cards will probably handle 4K 120. Oh, the 3080? Yeah. The 3080, 3090, I mean yeah. those probably will, but nothing that we have right now, nothing that's coming to the consoles not anytime soon. No, but having the uh, smart delivery and having the SSD so your games are going to load super fast. So that that's pretty good. That's like a nice uh, feature to have. And it's, it just basically shows next gen that we've arrived in the next gen. You know. So how is that going to change things with PC masteries? Well, It'll be interesting, isn't it? Well, Shadow Price, tell us, how is this going to change your PC Master Race? Tell us. I would love to hear from the PC. Yeah, please. I mean, we both plan on getting, me and uh, Cornholio plan on getting 3080s. Um, so. <laughs> I love how he includes me right off the bat. He's like, yep, he's getting this too. <laughs> That's great. So Thanks. That, that, that card <laughs> is uh, 30 teraflops. So, I mean, that's too... Did you say 30 teraflops? 30. Jeez. 30. What? It's two and a half like times. Okay, how time. how many teraflops is my 1080 Ti? Because it's. I think it's, it's like 12. Good. I think oh, it's like geez. 11 or 12. Oh, and this is 30. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Huge it's upgrade. Like tech, it's like tech porn. I'm just completely in love <laughs> right now. I, but, I I must have this. But but you know the Series X and the Series S will both be able to do ray tracing, though too. So the RDNA like technology that they have inside there, I, I mean, yeah, they're good Navi architecture. It's AMD, and it's funny. AMD just announced that they're going to have their cards coming, but guess what? It's not happening until next month. 
who is asleep at the wheel at AMD? They they missed the boat. This is going to hurt them, I think. Like, because NVIDIA is going to have, like, over a month ahead, uh, head start on them. Yeah. And not only that, but NVIDIA is really bringing it to the table, especially after their last generation of cards they came out with. This is a big upgrade. This is monumental. The yeah, the, there's benches that are already coming in, like, and, and the cards are performing fantastic. So... Yeah, I can't wait. And, you know, and I, I thought about the 3090, but it's like, I no, I'm not going to do it. That thing's nuts. <laughs> At that point, I'm probably wasting electricity for absolutely no reason. And you're probably bottlenecking, too. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the 3080 when that comes out. So rip my wallet this holiday season. Thank you, NVIDIA, Xbox, and Sony. But I still want to get a Series X, though. Like, I'm still impressed where the consoles have, how far the consoles have come. Yeah. So, Mr. Boop Cannon, to answer your question, I know we digress. That's For right. me, the PC Master Race will be fine and well because of NVIDIA, because of everything that they're bringing to the table with these new cards. I think it's really going to push the limits of what we're able to do with graphics. and. I think in the past, we were kind of bottlenecked and we were kind of stuck in that 1440p high refresh rate sweet spot zone. And I think we're about to push those boundaries even further where 4K gaming is going to become a lot more interesting for a lot of gamers. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But another really important thing to consider here is that the monitors are still pretty expensive. And if you get yeah. a 4K 60 monitor, it's pretty reasonably priced. But if you go anything above 4K 60, if you go 4K 120, you're looking at paying more than the $1,400 graphics card that you're getting from that top-of-the-line option from NVIDIA. So it's it's one of those things where I don't think we're quite ready for it technologically. but the 3080 is going to be a beast, and man, am I excited. I am so excited. Yeah, only $200 more than the Series X. Only $699. Except uh, if you go on eBay after it's not available, after all the scalpers buy them out, but I'm not going to talk about that tonight. And if that's <laughs> too much for your wallet, they have a cheaper option with the 3070. That's, you know, also very powerful. And I think it comes in. And that's going to be available for about 15 minutes. So good luck. That'll be $4.99. And I think that's coming in October. I think the beginning of October, right? That one's on sale on October. That one's coming after. Yeah. So what do you anticipate? I was going to say, so what do you anticipate the uh, pricing of the the, um, the 2PS5 versions, do you think it's going to be similar? I can only so, imagine. Uh, I, think, I think the PlayStation 5 is going to have to be $499. It can't be more than that. They can't do it's it. It's got to be. They, they can't. can't price themselves out. I mean, mm. they can get bullish and say, oh, we got the best, like, you know, first-party games. Well, besides Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo, let's be honest, they still have the best first-party games. Um, that they still have the, you know, the most story-driven cinematics, you know, kind of like people buy a PlayStation for the first-party games, 
right? Let me let right. me tell you why they won't price at five ninety nine. I think that their online infrastructure is nowhere near as good as what Xbox is offering. Microsoft, from, yeah. I from mean, a digital content perspective, I don't think they can really compete here. So it's going to be one of those things where they're going to have to take a loss on the hardware in order to drive the software sales. Yeah, I mean, both are going to take a loss on the hardware, I feel like. You know, yeah. but wh how much is the digital PS5 going to be if they're going to price the, you think, the regular one at 499 Probably 299 right? No, I don't think it's gonna be that cheap. I think three ninety nine. I'm gonna say it's either going to be three ninety nine or, or four fifty nine. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, yeah. again, they're not they're not making a profit off of this. So I really think that they're gonna be really tight with what I think they're gonna go four fifty with it. I think they're yeah. gonna be greedy, and they're gonna be like, you know, they. I don't know. Even though it's not gonna have the drive in there, it's not gonna have a four K Blu Ray in there um that's so odd it, yeah it's gonna be that's all so you're odd. Gonna, it'd be all digital so it's like all your ps4 games you already have you cannot play in that so i think a lot of people are going to get the disc one well the people that i can actually get their hands on it because i think these systems are going to go fast and they're going to become rare really quick until they restock next year yeah i mean no, you I think agree. any advantage that xbox ever had in the past was the fact they had that blu-ray and you could, uh, yeah. I mean, they were the first to have and the first to upgrade it. Yeah, the 4K Blu-ray and the One right. S. Yeah, right. And then the One X. Yep, that's true. And it was, just, and it was cheaper than some of the other ones you can go out and buy just standalone. Yeah, and people couldn't understand why the PS4 Pro didn't have a 4K Blu-ray player, and they were yeah, like, huh? "Miss that boat." <laughs> they were like, yeah. "Well, we we got Spider-Man." <laughs> I was really confused about that because to me that yeah. did not make sense and like to this day it it really sucks that I literally had to go out and buy an Xbox just so I can play my 4K Blu-rays. It's it's doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, and maybe I'm a hobbyist where I care about 4K Blu-rays where most people just want digital content and I I get that, but it sucks. Yeah. So but we I, have some more things that are. Are we talking about the pre-order date? The pre-order date. Uh, when is it? Twenty-second of September. Okay, so get your wallets <laughs> out and make sure. Yeah, you be press ready. F five. Have yeah, those windows open can... and be ready because they're going to go make quick. Sure. It's going to be. God. It's going to be crazy. They have one S and I'm sorry, the Series S and the Series X both go on pre-order on September twenty-second. Oh God. It's so. gonna, yeah. Luckily, if, if the uh, servers can handle it, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of crashing websites. I think. Yeah, I think Microsoft servers can handle it. I don't know about GameStop though. I hope That's so. Gonna be I a can't. Whole other topic. Can't tell you how many release days I've got, and I go get in line. I get all the way to the shopping cart, then you get the you get the spinning wheel of death. It just keeps going. Hey, speaking of which, Shadow Price, tell us the story about your analog pocket. Oh, my God. Yeah, the spinning wheel of death. He basically described it in one sentence. That, that's what I tried to do. I tried to you know, be there at, on that day, add it to cart, and then when I, I had it in my cart and everything, but it would not up the shipping would not update. 
it would not update the shipping information. So with that time, when I tried to have it update and refresh, I, I lost it and they were sold out. <laughs> That's, I did that happen to me when I, the only time I went to go pre-order a pop, it was the Viking AT&T uh, Chrome pop. And we actually were on our way out to South Dakota. We stopped, get something to eat at this specific time. And that exact same thing happened. Got all the way to the shipping. And then by the time it ever went through, it was like, oh, sold out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that, that, sucks. Uh, that happens to me so many times. Actually, I mean, I know, that happened like, to me with so disheartening. The, what was it? It was the collector's edition for the Cyberpunk Xbox Series X or Xbox One X. But kind of looking back at it, I'm kind of happy that I didn't buy it because the Xbox Series S is the same price, but it's so much more powerful, right? So It is because of that processor and the fact that it can do ray tracing and has deep learning, super sampling and variable rate shading, everything that the Series X does, except it's a lower spec GPU. And just so that CPU is just two, I think it's 200 megahertz less. Literally, the one in the Series X is 3.8. The one in the Series S is 3.6. Hmm, interesting. So very it's still cool. very, very powerful. Well, so we I'm pretty excited. Something else. We do have something else to be excited about. And that is Bungie celebrated a little bit of a milestone and Destiny turned six. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been six years of destiny. Like, what happened? Time flies. A uh, baby's growing up. Baby's growing up. I'm growing man. stuff and growing stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. My, I remember, right? Yeah, my son was five when I was playing when I first started playing Destiny. Now he's eleven. So I mean, it's just like, where did that time go? Oh, I know. <laughs> he went right into that controller into the TV. Hey, Time I wasted on website. That's yeah. a website you can go to. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's great. So, how how did we celebrate Bungie turning six with Destiny Shadow Price? Do you want to tell our listeners how we celebrated? Oh, we booted up uh, where it all began on Xbox One. We booted up Destiny One on Xbox One and just. Nice. Ran around in the world taking pictures and just, uh, you know, commemorating those moments, I guess, you know. Yeah, I spent sort- about 10 minutes taking pictures with my blacksmith shader because I really miss it. So that you was didn't my go there. You went there, didn't you? Your blacksmith shader. There. Oh, you yeah. had to go there, right? I did not. Okay. I did not even go on eBay. You know, I literally pre-ordered a Call of Duty game way back when. And it was the best thing about the game, right? Was the black it was the best shader. thing about that game? Yes, that shader second, was. Yep. Yeah. It was the second. It was it was second in status only to the Galahorn. Like if you had the blacksmith shader, you're like, oh, that guy knows something or two. <laughs> kind of like the glow who, like they know. Oh, you know they. Glow who? You know. Oh man, he right? said it. Oh, I miss it. Yeah. Oh, glow who and chatter white. Chatter white. Oh man. Not for nothing, though, but the armor looks better in Destiny 1. I was just looking at my character last night, and granted, we have Xbox One Xs, 
that we were playing them on. And for some reason, it runs a little smoother on the One X than it did the other consoles. I don't know. Do you do you notice that too, Corn? I mean, a little bit, but it, you know, I mean, going, it looks nicer too. Booting up, booting up, like any game on a console and playing it in 30 frames when I'm on PC playing in like 140, it takes a little bit of time to adjust to it, and and I was still adjusting to it. But it looks it nice. Way. It looks nice. It looks pretty, but you know, the skybox looks better for some reason in D1. Yeah, and the armor. And we, we were talking about this, and I personally, I'm gonna come out and say it, and I think that Destiny 2 looks better as a game. I think artistically, it was better. I think that the enemy design was better. I think that the sound design D1. was better. D1, right? D1. Yes. Did I say something yeah. else? You said Destiny 2. Destiny yeah, you said one. Destiny 2. Yes. Destiny 1. Let the record show. So, yeah, so, I mean, I think Destiny 1 is my favorite game, and I, I think that some people might disagree <laughs> with me, and that's fine. Um, but I think that the strikes in Destiny 1 were super special. I think that they were... That's why we're getting three of them back. We have, and that's getting, why we're getting them back, right. We're getting three of them because back. They, they're yeah. recognizing, based on the feedback, that players have a lot of affinity to that content in Destiny 1 because it was really special and I think Bungie has struggled to keep up with what Destiny 1 was in some ways and I think that in some ways the game is moving forward. I mean you have quality of life changes that are happening all the time but I do think there's a bit of that special feeling that isn't really there anymore. Is that connected? Well, I think I think the thing is, though, it's like, like for me, I think you want Destiny 1 to be nostalgic. And I mean, you look at how many games, I mean, other than like Warcraft and things like that, build upon the original universe, but you got Destiny 1. Destiny 1 will always hold a special place in everybody's heart. And I mean, if you, it's tough to recreate that. So the only thing you can do is build upon it and start creating new memories. But I mean, because if you make the new memories look like the old memories, it kind of, I think it dilutes the old memories it's for me. And I think there's something special about about the fact that, okay, so, you know, you got the content vault where you'll have things like, uh, you'll, you'll have things like the old strikes that come back uh, refreshed. And it's like such a great feeling, you know, like, um, you know, there was a time recently, I think we've all been through and everybody got upset about the reskins, got upset all oh, the they're just bringing back old weapons from Destiny 1. But those are the things that people cried for. And it's nice to find those things in new ways. Uh, but you'll never get it. You'll never get that feeling of Destiny 1 back, especially like when you wake up and there's your ghost, right? And uh, starting from the beginning. There's something special about that. And, you know, and I think the game was better in that aspect, but I love Destiny 2 and how they've grown it and evolved it. And it has its own special feeling that I think years down the road is a 10-year game. You'll have your special D2 memories, I think. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know? Um, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, my thing is, though, there's no reason for that game to be stuck on the last-gen platforms, you know? There, there's no reason for all that great content to be stuck in a place where you can only experience it 
on those systems that are going to be, you know, we're going to the next generation. Right. You know, and there's so much great content in that. And I think that's what Bungie realized was like, we have so much great content. So why are we getting, why are we not using, utilizing that when we have so much great content? We've built so many awesome things. So let's actually do that. Let's bring the special feeling back from D1, put it into D2 and make it, it, you know, part of a, what do they call it? A, what do they call that? Um, something about a living world. No, what was the term? Yeah, a single evolving world. Thank you. That, yes. Yeah, and I mean, but it, you know, but on the same, on the other hand, kind of going back to what I was saying before, is it is special. If the, you know you're bringing it back, and then of course you want that content to not be the way exactly it was. You want it to be challenging. So I mean, you'll see that old content in the new format ways. Um, you know, because there was something special. Like when I think back to when I think the the first going back into the tower and seeing it destroyed like in the um oh my gosh, i don't know why I'm, the beginning I'm right no i'm no no I'm afraid, no no i'm thinking about when you went to go back to get uh the outbreak prime uh the mission oh, I don't yeah, know why. okay you know what you so mean. Yeah. yeah so you're going in there and you're going back and you're seeing the tower destroyed right so i actually did a video a long time ago where it was just kind of comparing those two scenes and it, and I spent hours doing it, but then going back into destiny and seeing like, seeing everything as it was, it just felt like you were literally going back in time. It didn't, it had the same feel in a way, but from a much different perspective, it, I don't know, it, it changed the feeling of the game to me in a good way. I so mean, let me ask you this. How yeah. do you feel about the Cosmodrome coming into Destiny 2? I think it's amazing. I think it's going to be great to see it again. And I'm sure that they're going to be, you know, changes to it or additions to it that will add some color and some feeling more, whatever it may be. Like that mission of when we went back into the Cosmodrome to go up into the, uh, um, I think that the, some of those uh, D2 The Risk Runner. Right. Yeah, we're, yeah, and you're going to get that. Well, yeah, and you go back up into the uh, into those extra areas. But it was kind of it was it was really neat to see the extra color on top of that. But to see that cosmic dream again, it was a really good feat, you know. Right. Um, and uh, we're gonna we might also be tying up some old uh, lore things, like you were saying, like with the possibility of Aldrin resurfacing, maybe in the Cosmodrome possibly they, they did talk about that in uh in those videos that they posted uh that that's going to be an important mission for them i know even coming up is to tie some of those things not tie them up in a bow not necessarily end them or at least bring them no connect more context yeah in a more context right exactly yeah because like for me you know i I'm always I've always been a big Rasputin fan. It seems like every time that there's a Rasputin themed season, it's like the biggest dump in the in it in the seasons. It always seems to be the one that gets boo booed on the most. But I love the feel of Rasputin and I want more of that. So 
that's something for me I'd like to see. But uh, but having those feelings of going into those old Rasputin missions and um, you know, especially like in the in the Cosmodrome and uh, oh yeah, it's gonna be instant feels. Such a good feeling. Yeah, it's it's like feels. we were there last the, night. Me and Corn, we were in the steps, and then we went over to the Skywatch where the Luke Cave was. The remains. We disturbed the, the remains. remains. I took a picture. I sat in the remains, and he took a picture. <laughs> How <laughs> so, great is it gonna be to get that? Dump. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It looked really weird. Yeah. How's it gonna be great to get that saber mission back? Right. Oh yeah. That's, that's gonna wait. be so much fun. Because I mean, we've seen so many big shanks now. I mean, it's like. Or desensitized to it but i mean I'm, yeah. I'm excited to get that back i mean that was such a good feel because prime. times when we wiped <laughs> Sepik, yeah. Sepik's prime too yeah oh yes yeah, that's perfected and perfected yeah is it going to be prime or perfected yeah it'd be maybe interesting like, how they maybe, play they'll bring, maybe they'll bring both i mean they then they would have to bring siva back though too you know so yeah, that seems to be a closely guarded secret. I mean, you have to. I mean, you can't carry on with the rest of Destiny without some kind of SIVA resurgence somehow. Yeah. Well, on top of our little celebration, we do have some other stuff that happened. The Bungie store has some new stuff for us to pick up and buy. I did not see it. Yeah, I did so not see that. There's a new T-shirt, and there's a poster, and there is a coffee cup or mug. Oh my God, another mug! Is it a boob? Is it a boob cannon T-shirt? I don't know. Is it's it... not a boob cannon T-shirt. Oh, but it's it's a, is it almost? Is the shipping almost as much as the cup? <laughs> they're really missing. They're missing out. The shipping is actually more, but you're close. Oh my you're God. Close. <laughs> My only, so, my only problem with it. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It does suck. I do wish their shipping rates were a little bit more reasonable, but, you know, what are you going to do? <sighs> I guess one thing that I learned, if you buy a crap ton of things from the Bungie store, it kind of makes it a little bit easier because they don't increase the shipping by a whole lot, so it's like... I would buy like five or six things and I would end up getting like paying what? A cookie cutter set? What? There's oh. a cookie cutter set? Yep. Yep. And there's a really cool poster. I thought about picking up that poster. I'm not going to lie. Oh, familiar faces. I see that. Kevin Ragnet. Ragnet. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. I can and never get it right. Your art is really freaking cool, and I'm seriously thinking about picking this up. Let's find out how much the shipping is going to be for me. Just let's let's do this as an example to see wow. how much Cornholio would have to pay if he buys this really awesome poster right now to celebrate Bungie Day. Bungie Day. It's not Bungie Day. It's Destiny's birthday. Wow, that tri that hoodie. That tricorn hoodie, that tricorn's huge on the back of that hoodie. Holy Jesus, it takes up almost the whole freaking hoodie. Can we talk about this for a second? Like, what other video game has a cookbook? Is there one? I don't think there is. Is there? Fallout. Yep. And I know because it's written Fallout. by the same oh. author. And um, Oh, they did a Fallout one too? She did. I Victoria didn't know did, did a Fallout one too. And we may or may not have her on the podcast for a future episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, but 
so I found out the shipping. It would be five dollars for me to get this poster shipped. It's not so bad. Oh, the mug that's is a, unavailable. That's a deal. Rip. Twenty dollars for a poster. I mean, that's not so bad, actually. I would not mind paying twenty dollars. I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. Actually, you guys, we missed the boat on the mug. Sold We're out. doing it live, live. He's oh, buying. We missed buying it live. live. No, we did not miss out. You know why we did not miss out? Because it said coming soon, Destiny birthday mug. So there you go. Oh, coming soon. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, that one's going to be like thirty-five dollars. So stay tuned for that. 20. We will let you know. Oh, yeah, with the shipping. shipping. Good luck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what I think would be great? I do like that mug though. There should be a Destiny nostalgia section. For those of us that might have missed out on some of our rewards because we weren't paying attention, and I won't name myself, but it would be nice if there would be like a special time where there's like limited time. Go get your almighty pin that you forgot to get, Sean. Uh, or even my moments of triumph shirt that I might have missed two years ago. That would be pretty cool. Are you going to get your moments of trying to shirt this year? Uh, I can I still because I think I'm. I'm no, yeah, you can. It's, it's good okay, all the yeah. way till the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yep. Thank God for those extensions because that gives me more time to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm very much conflicted about this because Bungie is getting a lot of my money, and man, Nvidia and Xbox and Sony, and it's like. Damn, I don't know, all man. All at the same time. Holy shit. It's all at the same time, my man. So, like, I don't know if I can do all this. Um, As much as I want to, I think I'm going to have to make some cuts. And look at this hoodie. Oh, man. Yeah, did you see the hoodie? The, the emissary? Look how... Okay, no, I, no I the tricorn hoodie. I can't do it because I'm in Florida. I'm never going to wear this. Do you see how I'm big gonna... that tricorn is on the back of that hoodie? <laughs> That's just obnoxiously huge to a point where it's like you want that attention where it's like, I'm sorry. If you see some dude walking with a huge ass tricorn on like, his back yeah, like that. That dude like, really likes Destiny. <laughs> yeah. really likes something. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. What, what do you think? Are you going to pick it up? Is it too much? Hey, look at me. I don't know. I like I, I, I kind of like it. I think it's a little overpriced, though. I think it'd be, it should be $10 cheaper. Because fifty dollars. I mean, that material doesn't look too. It doesn't look too thick, to me. I don't know. Just from the looks of it, it doesn't look thick. I mean, I think it looks cool. I would listen if I wasn't in Florida, where I know I'm not going to wear this more than like once or twice a year. Then maybe I would do this. I would buy this. But damn it, I think that's worth it. You need to stop using Florida as an excuse. I you really need, need it. To stop using Florida. I really need this. You're right. <laughs> you, you both are bad influences on my wallet. And man, good thing I don't have a wife because I can do whatever <laughs> I want. And um, but this is rough, man. This is a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot if of. You had a wife. You wouldn't have a life. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't have a life. Destiny is destiny. life. Destiny is my wife. I'm married to Destiny. There you go. Destiny is life. Destiny That's is why life. we're here. I like that. Talking about it. Here. That is why we're here. And speaking of Destiny being life, Cornholio did a thing 
I joined a mastermind group. I joined SPI Pro, and uh, that's kind of a a marketing thing that I'm doing for entrepreneurs. And essentially, I'm just learning from a lot of really cool people and sharing knowledge and information. and And it's been really cool. I'm excited about that. Oh, it's nice. Personal yeah. growth. Yeah, and and also I started working on a new podcast that I'm not going to really talk about in too much details out here, but pretty much it's going to be the culmination of all of my knowledge in podcasting. And it's going to be more business-oriented, more for creators looking to learn how to improve their marketing and, and meet some really cool, inspiring individuals. So I'm really excited about that. That's going to be launching next awesome. year, and I'll, I'll share more about that as I get my shit together because, you know... Rome was a day, right, Shadow? <laughs> takes time, takes time. But beyond that, we do have some more rumors that are happening, and I'm sure Shadow Price Ooh. would love to chime in on this. The Nintendo Switch Pro has been in the news yet again. So what's what's happening with that, Shadow Price? Well, here's the thing. We don't know if it's a Switch Pro or if it's a next-gen Switch. Like, there's rumors that it's a next-gen Switch, that it's going to basically not use the same chip, not going to use a Tegra, but it's going to use a more powerful custom chip from NVIDIA that they're working on to possibly provide a DLSS 2.0, which is also going to be in the new consoles. And if that has that, it has tensor cores, which means they could do ray tracing too. So imagine a Switch that could do ray tracing. Like, imagine a Switch that could get the ports the games from PS5 and Xbox Series X. Imagine a world that you, with that Switch. I'm just going to come Maybe. out and say it, but am I the only person out here who is not that excited about ray tracing? I mean, I get it. It's out there. It's a cool thing, but it's I mean, not. It's a buzzword. You know, it's like a lot of people. It's a have buzzword, but yeah, it, you know, it doesn't equate to having high frame rates, for example. To me, having high no, frame rates. No, but DLSS does. DLSS does. Because what it does is use the AI machine learning. And what it does is it, it's super sampling. So it up the the textures and at a higher frame rate too. And it, the upscaling of the 4K looks better than sometimes native 4K. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. My mind is blown. That That is the power of DLSS. That's the technology we're, we're talking about that could be utilized in a new more powerful switch that's rumored to be coming out next year actually it was reported by takahashi mochizuki of bloomberg and he's very close to the supply chain and the thing that was talked about was developers were told by nintendo like you know third-party developers to have your games 4k ready that's what nintendo told these third-party developers mm -hmm. Hmm. Things are heating up. So and yeah, that's awesome. And another news: the Hunter Stasis has been revealed by Bungie. We have the new Hunter Revenant that was announced, and you can check out more about that by visiting Bungie.net. And but it's not ice. It's not ice. It's not ice, it's but not you freeze ice. things, but it's not ice. Freeze but it's not ice, 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 baby. <laughs> it's not ice, ice, baby. <laughs> so let's put 
our guest on the hot seat tonight. We have Mr. Boop Cannon, and we're going to put you on the hot mm-hmm. seat. So I hope you are ready, my friend. Ooh, I don't know. I'm nervous. All right. Let's see. Well, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's get started. So how did you get started in Destiny? Oh, God. I mean, it was only a continuation of, uh, of the games I've been playing before. So, I mean, uh, big, I, I got an Xbox. God. It's probably like how long has Xbox Live been around? So that's about that long. Since but, uh, 2001. <laughs> yeah. Think. So, so I mean, I've been a gamer all my life. I mean, I'm talking, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and date myself, but of course, the, you know, the, uh, the Atari. And well, let's move all the way forward to always being a gamer and uh, have Dreamcast going all the way to Sega, going to PlayStation 1 and 2. Three, but I switched to Xbox for Rainbow Six, and met a lot of say, a lot of people that I'm still friends with um, on Rainbow Six, and then it uh, graduated through iterations of all those Tom Clancy games, and then and then you found Halo, and Halo was um, was big life. Um, so through Halo One, Two. Three Reach, ODST, um, and then found Titanfall. Uh, Titanfall was huge. I played that forever. And then comes Destiny. Um, so you had that from beta. I mean, I know Destiny's birthday was nine nine, but from the beta, we go back further. You're like uh, episode like, you know, like episode zero. You know? <laughs> and uh, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was hooked on it from there, just riding around on the Sparrow. And when I got it, knowing that everything that I accomplished in the beta came into the game, didn't uh, you know, uh, absolutely enticed me to go get it, and it's been history ever since. Um, I remember I had moved, was having a family status change, and moved to. Savannah, Georgia, and uh, pretty much there by myself. And Destiny came out, and it basically, I even put it on like for Destiny's birthday, it basically, and in certain ways, it kind of saved my life in a way, um, you know, and kept me entertained, kept me uh, occupied, I guess. And, and then meeting friends, you know, and Making lifelong friends. So that's how I got started into it. So other hot seat questions related past that. I don't want to create I don't want to go too soapboxes. So you uh so you like shooters, I, I take it then. Uh, yeah, first person shooters, that was yeah, that was always it for me. Mr. Boop yeah. Cannon, you said something really interesting. You said that Destiny saved your life, and can you go a little bit deeper and and tell us a little bit more about that? How did it save your life? Well, it just kept my mind occupied. It kept my mind from what was going on in, you know, in IRL, and, uh, you know, family status change, my, you know, kind of separated from my son. Uh, You know, it was, it was a, it was, it was quite a big change in my life, so, you know. 
um, going down there and only knowing a few people and uh, gaming was always something that that was good for me because I've always been ADHD. I mean, that doesn't just go away, but that's that was always my um, my safe haven. It was the one thing that always quiet my mind is being able to focus on video games. So, you know, that's the thing about ADHD. There's always a certain trigger, uh, and there's always a certain comfort zone. And that was big for me. It was a video game. Destiny was a continuation of it because as Halo wound down and people kind of started going up the ways, started it was like started building a family and starting uh, finding people with similar interests that wanted to focus singularly on that game and things that you could run into and people you could play with every night basically doing the same thing and it was it was comforting so it kept me from spiraling in my own mind in the situation into to a dark recess place that i you know wouldn't know how i would be able to come out of so that's why i say it saved my life in that kind of regard because uh it gave me something to look forward to at the end of the day um if, other than being able to of course talk to my son or see my phone things like that um when he would come to visit and uh, that eventually evolved into now destiny being a very big connection with me so we have a split family um, household situation so uh so but when he's not with me now we're playing destiny so it's our way of being able to certainly bond over that and uh and as what's happened for me through Twitterverse, things like that, um, it's kind of cool for him to see and put it all together. So, you know, it's, Destiny's always been there for me and been a part of all the big changes in my life ever since. And, uh, you know, and certainly it, 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 and the family that I've built along with it, the friends that I've made, the memories that I've uh, taken away from those things and uh it's being able to now share that with my my kid who's a beast destiny uh it's it's just really cool to see and have that connection definitely and yeah that's really profound and, and that's really cool that you were able to have such an experience and share that with your son as well so that's really cool yeah yeah, it, it was it it was kind of a it was kind of kind of neat to see him pick up the uh, the controller, start playing it like, and really start getting interested, and then start doing things on his own and earning those. Uh, like he's a real dedicated kid. He you know he earned his Lumina, or not his Lumina, but his uh, Luna's Howl all by himself and and just free wow. <laughs> you know. That's so impressive. like. I didn't get my Lumina by myself. That's impressive. Yeah. I, yeah, I like freelance playlists. I, I play it too. I've gotten up to 4,000 glory. Yeah. I'm hoping to get to 5,500 by the end of the season. Um, But that's awesome. Until November. So, yeah, that's really cool. Very cool. So let me ask you this. Mr. Boop Cannon, if Bungie was listening right now, 
How has destiny impacted your life? What would you tell them? What would you share with Bungie right now? Uh, say that again. The audio cut out on me. How how would you say that Bungie and Destiny have impacted your life in the last six years if you were to share something with Bungie? Oh, I mean, just the story that I shared before. Um, the I it's it, it's it just feels like Bungie has created something that you know, I think it's different than any other experience I've ever had in any kind of gaming uh, community, whatever it may be. Um, whether it be more accessible, whether it may be more um, transparent, whether it may just be more informative. and um, It's like a place where everybody wants to work. You know, it's a place where everybody really loves, uh, you know, the people that work there and can connect with them. And... Uh, and in, in it's like in certain ways, you know, they would feel like family, you know, um, you know, especially when things happen in the community and they listen to you and they change it and almost feel like you feel like you had an impact, um, you know, creating the things that they've done individually create memories that like for me, of course, as deep as the game goes for me. Um, like creating those memories and i think it, you know when i went to guardian con i think the most important thing i think that destiny and bungie has created um whether it be you know when destiny first came out and of course it wasn't the original iteration of the game had anticipated so they had to break it up in grimoire cards right so grimoire cards i don't think were the original intention of the game but what did it create it created a war community it created, um, it created people doing videos, telling the story, piecing it together, how they see it, interpreting the lyrics, however they feel, and then creating a universe that people would would talk about, um, and then finding the, the search for the Grimoire cards and how things start tying together. So you so you created, they created that aspect. Then you have the art community. You have people that make these amazing visions of how they see the game. Um, their favorite characters, their favorite weapons, their favorite guardians. Um, and then how that changes through all the ornaments and shaders. Uh, it's an endless supply of amazing art and amazing visions that anybody sees. So you have a huge art community. Then you have your gameplay community. You have the people that understand the meta like a cool guy, like understands like how that meta works and researches it and puts it out there for people to do better. Like the people that, that hey, that will find all the glitches in the game, which is of course that's important because you got to know what to fix. But then you have like that YouTube crowd, you have the streaming crowd, the gameplay. So you have all these things that come together, and there isn't. Anything that feels like one of those sections is better than the other, but how they all come together in a place like a place called GuardianCon, because GuardianCon changed my life in, in ways to say that, you know what, here's, here's a, <laughs> I mean, a hotel, uh, a convention center full of people that have the very same vision and excitement you have over the game. 
So that, so coming back to Bungie, creating that and encouraging them, like, uh, you know, through their community focuses of, you know, movie of the week, um, you know, commissioning artists to do some of their stuff. And, and of course, and paying attention, of course, to the people that gameplay, they bring it all together. They pay attention to it all. And then, of course, they had the summit where you they involve the community to how do you change the game? How why did Destiny Two become so bad at the beginning? And then all of a sudden, well, two changed once they brought the win. And you know, for it to all come together in a place like GuardianCon, you know, it's amazing. I don't personally know any other game that has that. And of course, it only comes from a place, and that would be Bungie. Uh, creating new visions, constantly building upon that universe that would always uh, have something new and sticking to that 10-year game. And who knows beyond, you know? Yeah, I I, I went when it was uh, DestinyCon, when it was called DestinyCon. <laughs> so, and that was in 2016. I think that was the second annual uh of that and it was still called destiny con and it was still small at that point but what you said is true you know everybody that comes together and i've never seen it before either like in a, in a game like that you see in destiny yeah i mean it's it's just such an amazing community and that's why i'm so drawn to it um because you learn so i mean the passion that people have for it you know, there's so, a lot of really talented people too in this community as well. A lot oh my of artists. I mean, and even music. I mean, people creating their own destiny music. I mean, that's like there's there's those aspects of it, and uh, you know the vision. It, people, the visions that people have um, over the game and the passion for the story. And. Is, now, is just unbelievable. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Destiny has the largest number of podcasts, also for any video game out there. I mean, you got to. I don't, I mean, I don't know I, any I, other I, single <laughs> video game that has so many podcasts that are out there of guardians who are just so dedicated to talking about the game and making content, and that's that's really awesome to see that. Yes. And in and, and they're wonderful people too. I mean, the people that that have grown into something huge. I haven't I mean, the people that that I know and I've become friends with and you know, they stay it's it, they stay as real as 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 they can possibly be. You know? Uh it, it's just a great group of people. Like, there wasn't one person I ran into at Garden Con that that I didn't like. You know, I mean, it was just such an amazing experience. Yeah, that's how it was for me too. I met I met Destin there. I met Cosmo there. I met Mesa Sean there. I met yeah. I met Dado. I talked to Fran Mirabella for fifteen minutes. Like, um, yeah, it's it's great. It's really so awesome. it's just the yeah. social butterfly that week. <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sat there and I was just like, I, you know, when I first got down there, I would met some people and. I'm sitting down there at a table and realizing, oh, there's cool guys. There's Fallout play. There's yeah, you know, oh, yeah. everybody's just sitting there. Yeah, I saw. There. Obviously, Rick. Professor Broman. 
too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I sat um, there and talked with Cammy Cakes for like an hour. And, you know, and like, you know, and he's like, you know, you see his lines at Garden Con, they were like way long, but I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I'm sitting here just chatting up with, you know, Cammy Cakes. Uh, you know, like, it's like, like it ain't nothing. You know, I mean, it was, it was such a great experience. I mean, just, I mean, just to see a room full of people uh, that you see every day. I, I, I don't know. I could gush on them for hours, but it was this amazing so, experience. So, Boop, on the subject of people in the community, yeah, you are part of a podcast called Destiny Unfiltered, and you met some people in that community, Ryan and Man at Arms. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you met um, Ryan and Men at Arms and how you got started with the podcast? Yeah. Well, uh, it's yeah, it's an interesting story, but um, I first met Rick. I, I first <laughs> I first met Rick through Twitter, uh, and and um, I, that was when I first really became Mister Bootcamp. Uh, we're finding my identity. Uh, that we could get into that in a moment, how I became that. But, um, but I found his video about when he put out his Tractor Cannon video. And I just went on there and, and I just started talking to him about it and just uh, tagging him in my boot camp videos, things like that. And eventually we started talking. We started playing together, um, you know, on Xbox. And, and, uh, we played together and talked together a lot and he talked to me about going to Guardian Con. I didn't think I was going to ever, I didn't think I was going to go. And then eventually I did go and, um, and he was down there and we were talking quite a bit. And he basically, he was kind of like, my big, in a way, I'm big brother for me. now. So he was just like, uh, you know, I'm going to keep you connected with people, you know, like I didn't know who go to where to go. And he's like, I got you. You know, and he basically looked over and keep keeping me involved. And through him, I, um, you know, when we came home, we always stayed in touch. And of course, played together. And then um, they created this podcast, and I'd always go in there, and I was just just talking and chatting. He's like, uh, it, it is funny. He's, I was like, I would love to be a part of this podcast somehow some way is there anything i can do to contribute and he says you already do i was like what do you mean he says oh you're mo you're our moderator i was like oh what say what when did i get that yeah. oh he says oh yeah i forgot to tell you <laughs> and uh and that's that's so man at arms and from there uh you know just going in there and uh lighting up chat um you know and finding ways to contribute and um, you know, I started creating uh, those fire, fire gifts for the guests, um, started doing that. And that's pretty much been the extent of it so far. Um, uh, but it's, it, but I met, but Ryan, I guess I skipped the part of me and Ryan where, uh, where after he told me I was a part of that, Ryan was telling me about how, how he had. He knew who I was. I was like, I don't know how he knew who I was because I didn't like I didn't think he even noticed who I was. Um and he and I got to talking one night and he was just saying, Yeah, he you know, he just loves the way I the, 
that I interact, um, you know, the reaction people get from me, things like that, from my food cannon videos and things like that. And he said I had a special place apparently in Facebook somewhere, uh, like where my posts somehow get over there. He was telling me all about that. And, um, you know, we had several long talks about being a part of the show and, um, you know, where the vision for that would go one day. And, uh, and it's nice, you know, to accidentally fall into being a part of that show, and, um, being able to represent however I can, you know, it was my first foray into anything like that whatsoever. So, um, so I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like where, you know, what I can do. Um, but that's how we all how it all started. It was like, like an accidental promotion, I guess. <laughs> We're all, all learning, always learning, you know, yes. we're always finding ways to be more efficient ourselves, you know, so it's like, that's really cool though, that you've found your niche there. But, yeah. I mean, it, that's, you know, one of, one of many, you know, uh, you know, and, and it's, it, once I got, it's like blood in the water is a shark. It was just like, once I started getting involved in, in it, in the community in a way that is actually meaningful really felt like fuel to the fire in a way of like okay like when i came home guardian con and being a part of like i said i want to do something great in the community one day i don't know what it is i don't know where i'm gonna leave it but someday I want to do something. and um you know rick had always been a kind of mentor for me and you know and helping me with my like how do I have more efficient, more effective posts? And, you know, even talking to me about how I would do videos maybe one day, but I've always been a mentor. So it's always nice having that and having a purpose and, and a vision of something like a foothold, I guess that's the way. Yeah. Positivity breeds positivity. You know, you, you're a positive person and, you'll get that comes back to you. You know, you, you tend to work with people who are positive and, you know, are good influences and things like that. So something you said was really profound and that's finding a mentor and finding someone you can look up to and learn from. And I think for me along my journey, that has been something that really made a huge difference in my life and where I'm going and what I'm doing. Uh, for example, if it wasn't for Pat Flynn, I wouldn't have started a podcast, you know, and I've learned a lot from that man. And as I continue on my journey to start even new projects, he continues to be an inspiration to me and a mentor to me who drives me to make a lot of good decisions in my life that lead me to a lot of amazing opportunities that I'm extremely grateful for. So yes, finding a mentor is such an important thing. And it's so awesome that you found that in Rick and he is a really awesome awesome person and i can tell you that destiny unfiltered those guys are very very passionate about the game they really love destiny and they truly love what they do and i'm i'm grateful for everything that they do in the community and what you do for them and our community as well i appreciate that that means a lot thank you so Mr. Boob Cannon, what do you do when you're not gaming or you're not playing Destiny or podcasting or helping mod on the show? Uh, is there anything? I don't know. 
that's a great question. Um, I haven't thought beyond that because I haven't stopped playing Destiny. Um, but uh, working, really. I work retail, that retail life, you know. Uh, have a family, um, you know, and uh, it, it's the biggest part, uh, you know, but unfortunately my work keeps me pretty busy. I live about an hour away from work, so working that retail schedule, um, that's a big part of what I do outside of that. I uh, I do collect certain things like uh, like pops. I am a I am a huge Venom fan. That is that is my spirit animal, which is Venom. Um, Very nice. Uh, yeah. Notice he said not Spider Man. He said Venom. No, <laughs> no Venom. No, Venom is Venom is my spirit animal because he signifies, you know, a lot of people face demons in their life and sometimes they it's it, they're hard to come past, right? But if you come to terms with your demons, make friends with your demons, they can be a part of you and a constructive part of you. Um and I that's why I see Venom in that light, because it is like it's like that it's like that symbiotic relationship where you have two different thoughts but they can work together. Um, and when you have the lethal protector venom, that is the, the you know, to protect people and to do, to do right, um, that's controlling the demons. That's why I always uh, seem to gravitate towards that. Um, and uh, so I have a, a venom pop wall with some collectibles, and I have my Destiny collectibles. I had to slow down on the pops because it was getting a little outrageous. It's kind of, you don't realize how that adds up after time. Corn's got uh, some pops too, don't you, Corn? Yeah. So I have I have every single Destiny pop figure that came out because I just you know I had to get them all. Destiny, yeah, because Destiny. You know that's my that's my Pokemon fan that that really instilled that whole idea of having to collect them all. I found a Crota, a Crota for like nine bucks. What? You can't find a crota anywhere. It was a crota for nine. That's the one you need, corn, isn't it? Crota. Was it the chase crota from Target? Not the chase. No. Okay. Chase. Yes. And and actually, I I did get a chase one. I got it from eBay. I think it paid like twenty five dollars. So it was semi reasonable ish. What's a chase? What's what is that? I don't know. It's a sticker they put on it and say, hey, it's more valuable. I don't know. Well, it, it's got a, it. It'll have a difference. It'll have like a. Um, it's like one out of a six version, so it'll oh, come. Okay. It'll come. It'll come with a. Uh, the, I think the chase version. Oh, so it's RNG. Yes, it is RNG. RNG. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, <great>. It's RNG <laughs> <Yeah>. in life. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like the, a different version. So I think the that one glows in the dark. So you got a legendary one, corn. Yeah, I, think I got, got a legendary. Not yeah, exotic yet, it. but I got a legendary. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway there. We're, we'll, we'll get there. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. So, Mr. Boob Cannon, I got to ask. Yep. Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, you know what? It's funny. It's both. Uh, I play mostly Xbox. But okay. you know what? Uh, you know, before when when they, and how I said it, I said, do you know how much money? Sony and Xbox are going to make if they announce cross cross save at least. And the minute that came and got announced, I ran right out to Walmart and got me PS4 so I could play with my buddies that I never got the chance to play with. Um, so 
so I actually play both, but I'm mainly Xbox. So you must be excited for the Series X then. I am actually excited for that, but I'm pretty sure I'll end up with a PS5. But mm-hmm. now, is that where you play Destiny primarily on Xbox? Is yes, that's mostly where I play. That's where my uh, my clan, the Domination, uh, they. That's where we play mostly on there. I don't, yeah, we are. We don't have any anybody in our clan on on PS4, but I do have a, I do have a like a like almost like another family over there that plays over there quite often, and you know I like to hook up with them. Um, and and uh, or are you gonna go with like a more a, affordable Series S? No, actually. I'm go. I'm no, I got it. If I'm doing it, I'm he's a real it. gamer. Come on, come on, <laughs> I'm going all out. I'm getting the. I'm. I'm gonna get the. Get Good man. I can. Yeah. <laughs> Might Good as well man. go big or go home, right? <laughs> I'm not yeah. cutting. I'm not cutting corners. Yeah. I mean, your wife won't say that, but Shadow Price approves, <laughs> so we're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta ask, if you can travel anywhere in the world right now. Well, I shouldn't say right now because we're dealing with COVID. But if COVID know, didn't right? exist, if we could travel anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? What is your favorite place to travel to? You know, interesting. I'm not interesting. I'm not very well traveled. Um, if I could go anywhere, I think it would be Ireland or Scotland. Um. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that that that's a place I've always been drawn to. Um, maybe Japan. Yes, um, Japan. Yes, that's number um, one. That's number one yeah, on my list. Japan. Shadow Prince. You know, one day we gotta go to Japan. Yeah. We gotta make it a, a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's all meet in Japan. Let's do it. Right. Let's all let's do it. Japan. Let's do it. Let's do it. Destiny. We'll have a reunion. There you go. Yeah, what we'll a reunion. We'll have a reunion podcast in Japan. Yeah, dude, let's do it. DCP <laughs> did it. They went to Japan, right? So Isn't like it? the Destiny That's show nice. and the Destiny Unfiltered. Yeah, Watts did and, and uh, Holtzman did, and yeah, I think at least those two did. Uh, so they did it. Oh well, we may have to go somewhere different. They did it. We well, have to do it we now, gotta, right? We, yeah, yeah, we'd have to go somewhere different now. Yeah, that's already been done. We gotta, we gotta create our own. So we go to the moon, see if we can find our <laughs> stuff with that. We go to the moon and do a podcast on the moon, right? Hey, I mean, it, it might be. <laughs> I would love to. Kids mean, are older. I mean, you know, YOLO. I mean, they're probably going to Mars now, so I mean, yeah. moon's got to be pretty attainable. I mean, we can land on the moon, maybe see Eris Morn. Let's do it. I say, yep, I'm down. Wake some hive, yeah. <laughs> I know. Wake some hive, yeah. <laughs> Let's make that happen. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Looks like we got a question for. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You have, you do the honors. Go ahead. We got a question from Willow in the chat, and they say apologies hey, if I've missed the answer to the question. But I'd like to know what Mister Boop's favorite current mode in Destiny is. The go-to strikes, gambit, crucible, or raids. That is a great question. That's that's a really good question. Thanks, Willow. And he's our mod, by the way. Shout outs to Willow. Thank you so much, my friend. So great to have you. Holla at a Willow. Um, So, okay. So I do have a love for Crucible, Lynn Iron Banner, and of course, Mayhem. 
and mayhem comes out that's pretty much on my my singular focus but you know i love gambit i really love gambit um and you know it's it and it's not on that list but i also love the altars of sorrow i have a heck of a lot of fun playing altars of sorrow um i don't know why i like it i think just like the uh it's a very horde mode enough. activity. It's like yes, a horde. I think that's it. I think that's I think that's pretty much it. The ability to be able to they pack that area full of enemies, like mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, it's I can see, I can see that. I mean, I I think, I, I yeah. do like Altars of Sorrow actually. That it, it's it's fun. I would like to see them move that around to their planets and use different races and things. Yeah. Too. The other you thing know. I would really love too is Menagerie. Uh, I'm gonna miss the hell out of because I think that was such a brilliant great you know, like activity and they I that, that would that kind of activity would be able to you know pick your guns like I think that was a, such a missed opportunity you know you know it would be awesome for them to bring back you know it would be really awesome if you're going to say rift really, really awesome for them if to you're going to say rift I don't know well that was one of them but um <laughs> prison of elders I love, oh, yeah, that was. love, love, love Prison of Elders from D1. That's why I love that. What uh, happened Warden. with the Prison of Elders? What happened? Uh, like, why wh- Why did they never bring that back? Was it a thing about them not just having enough time? Like, Well, they got, well Varric's disappeared. You know, he just, he just right. like, disappeared from the universe. And they got, uh, they got jailbroke, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what happened in Forsaken. Yeah, so it was yeah. a huge uh, prison break, you know. So I yeah. mean, it's, but it, I, I, it could still come back though. I feel like you know they, I, they can still Possibly. find a way to utilize it, especially if they reintroduce Varix to the world. They will have to, but see, I yeah. love the, I love the like so the the warden of nothing um, strike because when you fall into that pit, you get that music for just like. Like when you fall into the oh, that music room. is so good, yeah. It, oh my god, you want to talk about? I hit nostalgia every time Feels. I go into that room, and Feels. I always jumped into the, uh, always jumped into the, um, the. Uh, it's it's the chest, the right? Box. Yeah, the yeah. chest. Yeah, I jumped in there and started yeah. emoting. Like I do that every time, and it's just I guess it's habit. Like if I don't do it, something's not right. But that music. That you what get, if they like, brought P O E back sometime in the spring of next year? Um, or summer, and then put the cool. original Queen's weapons in. I'm talking the original ones from the original Queen's Wrath in D1. I wouldn't be hating. I would love that. I mm-hmm. would love it. Yeah, I think. Uh, I you know I think back to a lot of those activities. Um, you know, but I think Prison of Elders again. It's like that music reminds me of like certain eras you know in destiny like in certain house times, of wolves yeah. had some awesome music with it with the fall oh my god yeah you know and it sure did and that was the birthplace of trials yesterday. too so we we talked about this yesterday but i think destiny one has some of the best music period marty o'donnell marty mm-hmm. man marty was genius he was he was the man he is the man. He's Marty he's, is the man. He's incredible composer. Yeah. Yeah. 
absolutely. Yeah, there, there's certainly a lot of feels you get from that. But uh, you know, the the one specifically for like the that for the reef and the prison of elders, like that, like I love those, it's, and and I feel like, um, like I get the same kind of feel like when I go to the moon, and I'm like I love the haunting feel, like, but especially with the nightmares and like when you do the mission, when you do the uh, Scarlet Keep mission. Oh wait, no, mm-hmm. yeah, um. Like that mission itself, like I love that feel and the like going down in the pit and it, and it sounded like wind, uh, like howling wind in a way. Like going it's down to the pit and crowding. Yeah, like it's very ghostly and I love that feel. I don't know what it is, but it's just haunting and I love that strike. But um, See, yeah. For me, the thing that really sticks out in Destiny would be probably the raids, because I think the raids are probably the most unique aspects of the game. The D1 really raids. The D1 raids really got oh me my God. on a really, really deep level where it's like, I just wanted to play everything in the game, and I wanted to experience everything that Destiny had. You know, and that was my reason to level up and continue playing. And I mean, shit, even deleting my character so I can have another chance of getting the Gallarhorn. Like that was all for me to be optimal. Oh my god, the Gallarhorn. You know, was there and, was, was there ever anything class defining more than the <laughs> than the Gallarhorn? You Gallarhorn, either had it and yeah. you were you you were amazing or you didn't have it and you were trash. You were you were <laughs> you were the vermin if you didn't have it. Don't even come into my raid group if you don't have it. I mean, I think the Vex Mythoclast was a tad bit powerful. In the that thing was broken when it first came out. Oh, you it could, was. You could four shoot somebody in the Crucible with it. Yeah. It's like, pew, 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 dead. <laughs> so, well, has there ever been another event like Gallimorn, like where people had made videos, the reaction videos of it dropping? Oh, my God. No, no other weapon. No other no, weapon nothing. has 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 the the power that the Gallahorn did. If you got a uh-huh. Gallahorn, like the whole world knew you got a Gallahorn, right, Corn? Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you didn't have a Gallahorn, then you got the royal kick. <laughs> you got the royal <laughs> treatment. You sure did. <laughs> yep. You, you got sure a one-way did. ticket out the door. <laughs> the funniest story of how I got a Gallahorn was. You know, the wonderful uh, placement of going into an uh, an Iron Banner match when oh my there's God. literally 10 seconds left. And <laughs> and I got I got one death and one Gallahorn. It was oh, wow. so great. The Gallahorn <laughs> dropped for me right there. And it I was dropped. Like, See, yeah. I missed that. I missed right the post-game reward screen. They need to yes. bring that back, man. They need to bring that back. Yeah, where you like you sit there and you're waiting for that. Like, yeah, you see it spinning and, boom, boom, boom. and it's like, oh my god, Gallhorn! Like I, I got I a hawk moon one time. time. I got a hawk moon that way one time, and I was just like, oh my god, hawk so moon. nice. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. It's such a great feeling too. Like that's a hard one to recreate. They yeah. need to bring that back, though. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I think they will. I think they will in time. It's I gonna think the Gallarhorn is going to be the. It's going to be. I, I think it's going to be the White Buffalo. 
them. Oh, I, don't I don't think, think Gellerhorn's coming back. The only time I, I, I don't think they'll ever do that. Maybe, uh, Lightfall, maybe, but not before Lightfall. I don't see that happening. I think it's too destructive, and I think that if they change the power of that weapon, then it's not going to feel as special. And at that point, you might as well not release it. And I think it would be just way too damaging, and they would have too many headaches to balance the game. I know you say they'll more. never bring it back, but I I think they will at some point. They'll put it behind never some... Never say never. They'll put it up behind some promotional material. Get the Galahorn when you pre-order. I'm telling you. They're going to do they it. With Rise of Iron, you got That's the, the, the black. Yeah. You got the black iron horn, or the yeah. Galahorn. I'm telling you, they will... It wasn't, it, it wasn't as special then. It wasn't as special then, though. That getting it that way was not. They'll find the a way. Thing. It was a they'll mission. Find, it was a they'll quest. find a way to bring it back. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling Eric you. He's listening, he, and he is. He's writing things down. I, I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving him some great ideas. We are. Yep. We really are. Bungie, I want royalties. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yep. You'll find yes. me on Twitter. So. Mr. Boob Cannon, I got to ask, you know, this year has been yep. absolutely crazy just in the world overall. I'm curious, how has COVID impacted your life in 2020? Well, luckily, it didn't in particular ways because I'm in an industry where they we didn't shut down. Um, we business slowed down. I mean, you can tell how it affected that. Um, you know, we had furloughs, but we got everybody back. Um, so if for me, life didn't change too much because I kept the same schedule and always going to work, except for traffic. Traffic became wonderful. So an hour and a half community commute in the morning became an hour. It was it was actually kind of nice. Um, but uh, but and my family got to we <laughs> got to work from home, so I was a little jumpy. Everybody got to be home and with each other. But um, was it weird not seeing anybody on the roads when you were like driving? Like it felt like a ghost town, <laughs> like almost. You know what? That's that that was weird. It was very weird to see like the uh, shutdowns and um, you know, yeah. the evolution of how life will be different probably forever. You know, the very little things like I'm in a like I'm in a in the car business and in a lot of deals are done with my handshakes, which that's not happening. Right. So um you know right. and in the business world, you know, that's how you greet people. So that's gonna be different. You're not gonna greet yeah. people the same way anymore. Um you're forced to look into people's eyes now with the advent of the mask. So greeting people is different. Um think about how it's for the kids. You know, I think about the kids, you know, I think about the babies that I see every day and talking to and greeting and all the, and they're seeing masks. So they're only growing up seeing half of people, uh, at least for a while and however long that'll change. But I don't think social distancing will change. I don't think, I think you will find that, you know, even restaurants, you know, the way that they do things, unless, you know, they find a cure or they find, or that vaccine, you know, I, I can't even see life going back to normal even after that, because I think the distancing has actually been good for people in a way, you know, like literally giving people space. Um, I think those are the only good, some of the good changes I think have come from it. But, 
um, you know, it's, but it's certainly impacted, you know, the, for me, the way I, you know, I never thought about the way of even cleaning my phone and wiping my car down. Now I love the smell of Lysol wipes. I don't know what it is, but it's like, <laughs> the know, lemon wipes smell really good. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, you don't realize how dirty your phone is. I think it's and, and how much you wash your hands. So, you know, you do those things that you took for granted before. Now you really pay attention to, um, you know, the hygiene part of it. Not that I was a dirty person before, but, you know, but, you know, making sure that you're, you're staying, you're keeping your hygiene up, you're washing your hands, you, you know, you're wiping your desk down, you're keeping your work area clean, you're, you know, um, I mean, you're paying attention to how, like, uh, the environments you're going into. And I think it'll be weird to see if you do get big conventions. Uh, people want them. But are people going to be afraid to go to them? Um, even not knowing, you know, because, I mean, before you always had the con crud, right? So, I mean, there's always the, the chance of getting that. And how many people came home sick from cons all the time you'd see it all over Twitter. See so a dragon con here in Atlanta. Um but uh yeah how is that gonna change now? People people will be heightened senses. You know? That's uh interesting yeah, I it's gotten me to basically like uh you know take care of my outside, like de dejumanjify my outside of my house. That was a big word. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and this I had weeds growing everywhere. I, they were growing all to, over yeah. outside my house. And That's <laughs> part of being a homeowner, Shadow Price. Welcome to home ownership. Yep. I did. Yeah, I, I got talk out about there those little projects. People, people, people in their little projects, like uh, their houses and things like that. Uh, you know, doing those things. I mean, uh, building renovators. I mean, some of those uh, construction, I mean, some of those guys are having better business than they've ever had because people are paying attention to what needs to be done in their house. You know? Yeah. So Mr. Boop Cannon, to wrap up our interview segment, I got to ask, what is next for you? It's a great question. I'm, uh, I'm not sure. You know, I, you know, I'm working on, you know, how to improve like, I guess the videos that I'm that I'm trying to create, I haven't created in a while. Not like not like not really like a you know a writer's block or a, you know content block, but it's uh um you know I I've thought about what can I also build with my son um you know whether it be getting into streaming and doing kind of like what you know what WTF Nation does in a way um but uh, what kind of legacy can I build for him and if he wants to you know, become Mr. Boot Cannon in his later life or if he wants to do something creative in video game world or you know because I started all this late in life and without an expectation any of this was ever going to be possible even just at the small segment that I operate in but how can I build that so whether it be getting into, I'd love to be a part of a podcast one day, I think. Uh, I'd love to be the one asking some questions and interacting with people. Um, and there's so many people I'd love to learn more about and ask questions to. Um, 
So I feel like that might be in my future one day. Um, I don't know if streaming, I don't didn't even know how to start with that. That's what it feels like, whether it's so saturated, but, um, but I would love to do more in the community. I try, I, I don't think I, I don't know if I have the capability going into the lore part of it, um, as much as it intrigues me. Um, but you, cause you have some amazing minds in there, in that, in that community that, that it's it's fun. I'll post the theory, and they're like, "Well, yeah, that's not important business." I love it. I love that actually, because um, the knowledge that's out there. But uh, but to do something more about like just bringing the community together, how can I do that? Um, you know, and I think podcasting might be in my future, but I'm not sure exactly how. Whether it be with the you know with DU or whether it's something on my own or you know, whatever it may be, I'd love to get to do what you guys do and talk to people and get to learn who they are. Because I'm, I'm, you know, we do that on Twitter, Twitter every single day and the ability to talk to people. But I think the other part of it is too is being able to find a way to help people the way they help me. Like, for instance, like Green Eyed Music, she was a another mentor of mine. Like, um. I think I, I think I blew up her Twitter so many times with when I first started out, and she was just so open about mentoring me about like how to do my post, what say, what not to say, what to, you know, how to keep it short, what hashtags, things like that, and the way that Rick helped me um, get into the community, and so many other people I've talked to, even like Gamma Trap, he is an amazing mentor. He is somebody who listened. He is somebody who I sat, I sat and I had a conversation for an hour with him. Um, we kind of got as friends of the Guardian Company, but he just, we just sat and talked for an hour about what my vision looks like and, and how to put myself in a mindset to achieve that. So he's an amazing mentor, too. I want to be able to provide that for other people in the future. Um, you know, the, you know, what it is to build your community to some degree, or, um, you know, even how to get your foothold in the community. I love to promote others. And when I see amazing art, I love to promote it. I love to, you know, if I see somebody who just has some good, has a, has a talent that needs to be seen, I love to promote that. Um, like because it's, because, even as a teacher, if you can make people better than what you were, that's the, the vision of a teacher. So, you know, if I can find those people and get them and, and put them in the right place, whether I'm not as an agent, I guess, it's coming across that way, but like, whether it be artists, whether it be just somebody who does amazing little videos or clips or somebody who has an amazing personality and interacts in a particular way that, that, really needs to be seen and interacted with more because they're fun, because talented. Um, or they just haven't been seen. I want to, that's where I see myself somehow in the future. Yeah. That's really awesome. And that's a great aspiration. And I can tell you from starting my own podcast two years ago, um, it has been 
the most rewarding experience of my life. It led me to amazing opportunities in my life, and it made me a much more confident person. It allowed me to move on to a lot of great things in my life. So I definitely think it's so worth doing. And my friend, if you ever need help, if you have any questions regarding starting a podcast, or if there's anything I can ever do to help you, feel free to reach out. I definitely think you should start a podcast and you do have a voice to share with our community. And I think it would be really something special and I think you should go for it. I appreciate that. Yeah, I absolutely. Uh, yeah. There, I echo those, sta- those statements. Same. That yeah. means a lot. I do appreciate that. You know, there's so much, I think there's still so much untapped talent in the community that see every single day and, and, and just feel like that, that everybody has a place without the toxicity. And I mean, you know, we weeded out of a lot of a lot of bad people over the last year, and the play and Destiny community is much better for it. And I feel like there's still so much room for people to grow and to have a place that even if streaming is saturated, everybody has a voice and everybody um, has a unique talent. Like you find somebody that just pops out of the woodwork like an amazing, right? Um, amazing. I mean, um, like, it, it, but that positivity that he spreads. Um, He's doing a bungee bounty right now, I think. He, he probably, yeah. On and Xbox, I think, or he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you find people like that, um, you know, and they're there. There are there's so many people there. And the other aspect of too, of course, is there's a lot of people that struggle with, uh, you know, um, you know, with their mental state. And Destiny is a big place that supports that. Of course, you know, Guardians of Ancient things like, you know, and there's always room for another ear, for for ears for for whether it be them or whether it be just somebody who's willing to say you know what shoot me a dm i'll be happy to hear you and support you and give you uh you know give you reason to move on to the next day you know let let me share my experiences and how i overcame that and uh you know and i think that's you know there's always going to be somebody that you can that you can build and turn into something wonderful you know and finding those diamonds in the rough is, is, yeah. is amazing because you find it. You find it in the art community all the time. You find that one person that creates a, a piece that just blows everybody away. And they, they'll, they'll struggle and be like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't find that next one. But you keep, you know, but that's the way it is with all kind of artistry. You're going to struggle and you're going to have your mental blocks. But you're going to find that one moment where you're going to post something that's going to blow up. And you never know what it's going to be. And maybe the one you, one time you spent five minutes just drawing something that people love. Yeah. Or, you know, or you might you might spend an hour, hours, weeks building this thing that maybe only you get a few posts. But, you know, it's it's weird how it works. But, you know, and, and it's, but, so, it's so funny you say that because the important thing is pushing through all of that to persevere past the point where it's like, you feel like you're not really getting traction, but you're still continuing that fight. And if you can Always. push past that, 
And if you can be very smart and strategic, like Amaze, for example, he came out of nowhere. These aren't nowhere. It's amazing. Accidental yeah. things. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and he will be a guest on the show in the Great. future. So, so cool. keep an eye out for that. Amazing, amazing creator in our community. And I'm also really happy and excited that Bungie actually gave him a lot of respect and love and they and king allen also got and the king uh allen. king the allen spotlight to too. yes so that was really yeah. really awesome to see and i think that's what that's one of the reasons why i think we're doing the podcast mm -hmm. now is to bring people from this community who are really special and who deserve to be showcased and spotlighted and we can create a platform for them and to feature them and make this episode about them. And I, I, that's what I really love about doing this podcast and getting a chance to meet so many amazing individuals in our community. I think that's so, so, so cool. And it made me a better person. Like I have a new perspective on so many things in our community from yep. doing the podcast. So it's been a really cool experience. Yeah, I'd, I'd even have a few names to name drop for you that I would love to see, but I know like what, um, you know, the diversity that even like uh, some of the streaming communities have um, that they brought into their community, like um, transgender and um, and that there's so many amazing people in that community that, that you know what, and, and I know one person in particular, I don't want to say a name right now, but it's somebody who I'm so proud of because I do friends with this person through all the changes of her um, transitions and went from the lowest lows to the highest highs and seeing somebody uh, now at the just starting to shine their star is to me one of the most rewarding things that I can even imagine. It's like, it's like seeing a family member just, you know, make it an American Idol kind of a thing. Know, knowing their struggles and then all of a sudden here they are getting this, the recognition they deserve um you know highlighting people that or even taking somebody to put them in the light to get them it's just the coolest thing to see and to see how people are growing from from small community to now a huge community for themselves and finding their place it's yeah that's re really 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 you know, I feel rewarded with some of the friends that I've had with that. And I'm not even on, I haven't even hosted a podcast like that. And, and one day, you know, I feel like that, that's going to be a calling. And, and I and I like that you say that because um, that you feel the grat gratification for what you've done for the community and, uh, and your contribution into it. Because I think that's amazing. And, you know, so I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. What would and it's for both of you? What would you say so far has been your most rewarding experience, based on what you've done or built, um, whether it be person, personal, or um, or other? Shadow Prince, do you want to go first? I mean, I guess it would have to be the podcast because. Like I've never podcasted before. 
And, you know, we just had our 50th episode last week. You know, it's only 50 episodes, but hey, we made it to 50, you know, 50 is a lot. You know, we're still we're still kicking. So, you know, it's just it's it's awesome to be a part of something, you know, and it's awesome that it spawned from this game that we play, you know, this Mm -hmm. community that was fostered, basically, that, you know, we we nurtured it. We we brought it all up. We all of us did, Mm -hmm. you know. So and Bungie brought this game to us, you know, they they are the they are the caregivers. And then we took that this game and we ran with it. Yep. You know, so yeah, yeah. no, I I totally echo that. And and I think for me the proudest thing was definitely doing this mm-hmm. podcast, but even more than that, recently finding out that Bungie mm-hmm. listens to the podcast and they've heard. And I think for me, that was a very proud and a very profound moment because at the end of oh, the wow. day, if they're the only ones who listen, fuck it. It was all worth it. You know? <laughs> yes, so today. that was, that You're was really right. emotional for me. And that was really big. And man, How'd even you find right out? now, just, um, I was in contact with some people, but I, I, yep. I can't really go into too much details but you know that was a very um and still is a very huge moment for me to know that they listened to something that i created from nothing and that was big that was big yeah that should be that should be that's inspiring very inspirational yeah you know that's really awesome so we have a birthday to celebrate because Bungie turned six years old. Destiny turned six yesterday. Okay. And to celebrate, I thought it would be really fitting for us to go down memory lane and talk about some of our favorite moments in Destiny. Ooh. So Great. I'd like to kick things off by talking about what are the moments that really stick out to you both in our journeys through destiny and i'd like to start off by talking about what are our favorite campaigns in the entire destiny franchise i have two of them like you said favorite campaigns i have two of them vanilla destiny (laughs) because that's where it all began yeah you know you have nostalgia and you have just that, that, you know, there's something about it. There was something about this game that we knew was special. Mm-hmm. You know, not only the the shooting, which is great because it was Bungie, the loot, experiencing the loot and how special the weapons were and everything. And the music, mm-hmm. oh my God, the music, the world and the music, just like, you could just sit there and listen for hours. You could just sit in orbit and listen for hours and you would just hear some amazing music, you know? So yeah, vanilla campaign and Taken King. Those are my two favorite campaigns in destiny. And I hope to add a third with beyond light. Um, you know, this, this fall. I like it. So. I will say and I'm going to go completely against the grain, that I loved the, I loved this, I loved the Warmind. 
I love I love the uh, anything Rasputin. Um, but I love the two campaigns. Uh, you know, learning more about him, and uh, I I feel like those were those are some defining moments for me um, where I connected with the game in particular. Um, so, I mean, it, so there were two of those in that regard, but, um, trying to think what would be the, would have been the other, because, God, I have so many moments in time with that, but, um, I think, I, I think I really did connect, you know, with the, uh, the Forsaken, um, and, you know, just the feeling of losing such a beloved character. And, like, is he really dead? Oh, no, he's going to come back as Kate Seven. He's going to come back as Kate Seven. You know, he's going to come back as Kate But he's not. Like, he's dead, dead. Like, and, like, that was pretty powerful because there you connected with a character that, you know, that, that pulled some heartstrings. Who almost cried? For, uh, who, for, who, uh, did you guys almost cry? I'll never Came admit close. it. I'll never <laughs> admit it. <laughs> well, when he when he would, when he said famous last words and he says, "How's your sister?" It was one of the greatest moments I've ever. I like. How's your I'll, sister? <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah. just busted out laughing. I was like, "Oh, that's the best line." K defiant to the end, you know. That, that was, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so learning. So, I think that uh, the Forsaken campaign was was uh, was one of my most memorable. Nice. Yeah. I, I think like for me, the Forsaken campaign was definitely up there. As far as number one, I'm going to have to say the Vanilla Destiny campaign. I know it may not be a popular uh, thought, but for me, that was really special because that was my introduction we to Destiny. We had Dinklebot. We had Dinklebot. That was one, yes. yes. Not only the that, wizard came from the moon. <laughs> yes. I, I think the way that Destiny began, the way that, you know, you started out in the game and you were traversing through the divide and through the forgotten shore and the steps, I think that was really freaking cool and really special the way that everything kind yeah. of came together. And then that final the boss cave. fight, the the eye of the gate lord. I mean, I think that was really freaking cool mm-hmm. the way everything just kind of came together and I know and that was hard did. if you were only like level 16 or 17 if you got yeah, there. That was really tough. Do really, you remember really the first hard. strike that we played? Do you remember we had oh, all God. green armor and it was me, you, and Ray? And it took us like two and a half hours. It was crazy. To go through yeah. a strike. And oh, we didn't so even crazy. get anything good. Well, nightfalls when people when you actually when you got the glow and you'd see people in the tower. With it you, wasn't like, even a nightfall. It. it was just a regular regular strike. It took <laughs> two and a half hours, my man. It took yep. so long. But you know what? Once we got that done, oh man! First off, I was sweating. I was sweating so hard. But once we got that finished, it felt so good. And that and was then we did the next that fight two nights later, and that also took almost two hours. <laughs> We're running around that circle, just getting destroyed by him. And it's funny because that was my favorite strike to this date is the Nexus. So, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Just I love the music. I love the Vex. The Vex, like something about the Vex in D one. I want them to bring that Vex feeling back. Like again, you know, it's like yes, they tried with a lot of Vex stuff with Curse of Osiris and you know the um, 
Shadow Keep campaign when we ended up fighting, you know, Vex in the Garden of Salvation and then the uh what was that activity that we did? I can't even remember. <laughs> there was a act six player activity that we did too. And I it was in Are you uh, talking Shadow- about D1? D2. And it you, it went away, it went away at the end of the season. I can't remember. Oh, you're talking about the Vex Offensive. Vex Offensive, yes. That, yes, that. I loved that. That was cool. Yeah, I just I wish you know what made that even more better? Like when them, you know, they added the uh Undying Mind to it. Yes. Let's, let's chase that Imago loop. Give bring the Imago loop too, you know? That would that's be fun. Like, yeah. You're bring Undying Mind. And if they bring Vogue back and don't bring Fatebringer back, we're gonna have some problems. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll get that. I think they'll have they'll they're gonna have version two. Yeah. Well, oh, version three ask. actually. I gotta ask. Favorite raid in the entire Destiny franchise. Oh, it's it's gotta be King's Fall. That's a good one. Yeah, the orcs. Yeah, because I mean, talking about. There, there, that was just such a unique feel and um, unique weapon setup to like use, you know, like having them touch a balance and get, being able to do that. Then the oryx being know, larger than life. How many times yeah. I got tilted into the side like, just trying to do the jumping puzzles? See, oh, spending hours on that. <laughs> for me, I would say I loved every raid besides Spire of Stars. Um, and I respect that raid for what it was, but for me, I just didn't really, I didn't have that appeal to it. You know, I, I think that it just, it felt almost kind of samey, and that boss fight just felt a bit tedious. But uh, besides that raid, I mean, I really loved all of them. I think the two raids that really stick out to me, three probably, Vault of Glass is number one, because that's mm-hmm. the first raid, and I think it's the most the special weapons, the weapon. And, I mean, let me put it yep. this way. Actually beating that raid for the first time, it felt more special than beating any other raid. Prove me wrong. Okay. That felt so freaking special and cool. Especially if you got a Gallahorn in there. The right. other the <laughs> other raid that really sticks out to me is the one during Rise of Iron. Wrath of the Machine. Wrath of the Machine. I think that one was really special. And from a design and style standpoint, I think that was a brilliant raid, brilliant execution. The boss fight was really challenging. It was fun. We went to diverse groups of locations that we fought different types of bosses. I think it had everything that you would want from a raid. And not to mention that secret puzzle that was in that raid, too, to get the sleeper simulant, I want to say. Oh, the outbreak. Outbreak, uh, Prime. Outbreak, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool for me. And those two are probably going to be the most special raids for me. Um, I did have a pretty special place for Crown of Sorrow, even though it, it probably isn't the best in any respect. But just from a standpoint of me being able to accomplish that week one completion, I think that was pretty special. So... I think that had a really special place for me. Yeah. Well, you're going to know the answer. All special. You know my answers then. Like, it's the same as Corn. It's Vog in uh, Wrath of the Machine. Like, Vog just gave you that special, like, first raid experience. Like, what is this? 
where am I? I'm going through this portal. I'm being teleported. What's going on? <laughs> what are these oracles? I do want to mention an honorable third because I forgot to mention this one, and that's uh, King's, uh, not King's Fall, uh, Crota's End, because that was the second oh, one, and yes. that was the one where we pretty much two manned it, and we went from like really struggling during that entire encounter to being able to pretty much two man the entire thing. And I think the coolest thing for me was the fact that we would go in with groups of five or six. And I shit you not, we struggled to get that last encounter done. And then we went in together and we just fucking two-manned it. And it was like nothing. And I think that was so cool and so special. And I think that raid was really, really cool. I think it's the perfect example of short and sweet, right? It was everything that you wanted. It wasn't too much, but uh, it wasn't like not The enough. only and blemish on I that raid was the fact that you could cheese the whole thing until they patched it, until Bungie patched it, you know? You know, I think... It, but you know what the cool thing about that is? After they patched it, I feel like we actually had more fun in that raid because it was so cool. The bridge like, encounter uh, was really, really cool. Bridge encounter, encounter, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was more fun to do it. It was fun to for more. It was harder to do it the glitch way than it was to do it the, in certain cases. Yeah, and like yeah, they yeah, they yeah. encouraged you to do it the way that it was intended. But people know. got so creative doing sword flying, and then you know we like oh forget that altogether. Like how people figured it out. Like okay, so like how to keep Crota kneeled down. Like okay, how do people figure that out? Okay, now get him on his knee now. The party, uh, party owner, leave, <laughs> leave now. And it's like <laughs> making it work. Like it was, it was almost more fun in certain ways. And I feel like it put. A, oh, are you talking about pulling the it. cable, pulling the pulling yeah. the wing? Oh yeah, yeah, we did that too at one point. <laughs> like, uh, like I it was nothing it, of that. I don't know what you speak of. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. Part of this, no, please. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> No, but oh, you yeah. know what? You, you weren't the you one dashboarding. You, were, you didn't have I to. Don't know what you, we, I don't know. There was what a term. There was about. a term. Dashboarding. <laughs> All right. You do <laughs> mention, you know, I have to, I may have to amend that because I do remember how influential Crota that, that raid itself because it had so many defining roles because you had your sword carrier. You had the person that could do the sword and you'd have that special person that could get, had that talent to be able to do it like two swords and you're like i need you to teach me how do you do that and then they created classes like for like teaching how to do the sword and two um like like how do you yeah. get the special is it is it the, is it the, the weapons tap, 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 yeah. Yeah, and oh yeah. it was so yeah. much fun yeah yeah, yeah that special it, person like cornholio where you can make some really funny wipeout moments with me being the, sp the sword bearer. And nobody wanted to see me be the sword bearer. That's why nobody gave me a chance. And I'm just going <laughs> to come out and say that right they now. They tried to give you a chance, but yeah, you... They, they gave me one chance. And then they saw my performance, and they were like, nope, that, that, no, no. Somebody else, please, next. Go back to sword. <laughs> yeah, go, go back to something else. Just go shoot rockets. Just go, go, go back and just shoot things. <laughs> Like the timing you had to have to like to get out there uh, and and where you would stand and then you'd have a whole group that would do it differently. Impeccably bad. Like my timing was probably the worst timing you can possibly have. I have the worst luck. 
and especially gliding and jumping and shit like that. Oh man, let's let's not go there. Let's, let's and if you didn't it. get the boomers, you knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, and nobody got the boomers. boomers. When when I was out there, I was pretty much a lone wolf. Like you'd have people like we had people on boomer duty. People would shoot the two boomers, and the witch would spawn. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> It'd be great. Like you got you have two people on boomer duty. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, and and we making the heavy drop. <laughs> I, I gotta ask, do you guys have a favorite wipeout moment in Destiny? I mean, we all have those. Yeah, running your friend over with a sparrow, like that—that that, that's that's always a classic thing. It's just yep. like, pew, watch the body go flying <laughs> into yeah into the atmosphere. <laughs> like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Oh, yeah, ran over. Nice. <laughs> Splatter. Splatter spree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, doing that with the Wraith. Or, I said the Wraith. Um, the Interceptor. No, oh, that was Halo. The Wraith was... Yeah. <laughs> Halo. Yeah, totally. The, the, the Interceptor, yes. It's totally It's totally disrupting the whole entire event uh, with your friends because you are either running them over or knocking them all the way across the map. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, the one thing that really sticks out, and Shadow Price might remember because he was there, but um, there was one time when it was King's Fall, and we were on the third encounter, and pretty much Corn was tainted, and I was the guy who pretty much had to do the jumping, and you know mm -hmm. I don't like to do the jumping. And it's especially during a raid, you know, I don't want to be the guy with all the pressure of having to do all the jumps, especially if I'm not on my hunter. I'm just not confident. And things are shooting at me. Those vandals are no joke. So I finally get the jump done. It took me like five or six tries to actually get it right. But then I finally do it right. And I finally jump towards the witch. And bro, I fuck up. I, I go towards the wrong fucking wizard. And it's like nothing is fucking happening. And you have enemies everywhere. And everybody's yelling at me like, Corn, where are you going? Corn, where are you going? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to slam this thing that I'm, it's not working. And I thought my controller was broken. I didn't know what the Leroy fuck was Jenkins. So then finally... <laughs> I go around, I go to the other wizard, and I finally get her down. But then by that point, it was too late. Um, so that's my wipeout moment that I really remember that really sticks out to me. And it was that one time when I actually got the jump done, but I fucking slammed the wrong wizard. And I'm like, fuck me. You, you should <laughs> say the top 10 Cornholio oh no moments. <laughs> we're gonna have that. We're gonna have with the top ten cornholio moments, but I feel like we're gonna need to do a top twenty because there's just way too many that are way too good. <laughs> so on that note, I like collectors editions. Shadow Price likes collectors editions. Boot Cannon, do you like collectors editions in Destiny? Are you a collector? You know, I have not gotten one collector's edition. Ah, oh, no way. I know how weird, right? 
I don't know why. I just I because I think when they came out, like it was it was kind of tough, uh, like because they were expensive. Uh, well, I know for, what it like, is. It's thing, like they, but, $200. That's a lot of money for a collector's edition. Yeah, mm-hmm. like because because I was like, what am I gonna do with all that stuff? Yeah, but keep it in know. the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'd say that it's like got a hundred pumps on my wall. Yeah, I think I've accumulated way too many collector's editions, but I think my favorite one in Destiny, hey, that's a really easy one because I have one that's actually autographed by like 30 some people from Bungie who actually worked on the vanilla Destiny game. But nice. not only that, the other really cool thing about it is it has like an actual ghost inside. Mm-hmm. And it's Peter Dinklage. It's the Dinglebot. Peter, it's the Dinglebot. Nice. So it's like the OG ghost. And um, that's probably going to be my favorite collector's edition until the end of time. And I will cherish that forever. So, yeah, that, that's mine. Shadow Price, what's yours? I mean, this is easy. You're, I mean, I'm going to be very boring and say the same thing. You know, having that Dinklebot is like everything because, you know, Dinklage's voice is not in the game anymore. But if you want to hear Dinklage, you just fire up that bot. And, you know, especially when he says you're going to need pants. <laughs> you're going to need some pants. Guardian. <laughs> you need some pants. Oh, that's great. Remember yeah. that? Definitely pants. <laughs> so who is your favorite protagonist? in the world of destiny. Eris. Mm. I think it's Eris for me. I would have to, I would have to say Eris. She's just something about she's so mysterious and you know, but but then again, oh the stranger is like right there too. I really like the stranger as well. I we, actually Oh go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you're you're fine. Go. I was going to say, I really like Gaul. Like, I feel like I I hate the fact that it was, that he, I just loved, I loved his voice. That was number one. Um, but I really, I, I liked him. I don't know what it was about him, but I really, really, really dug him. Um, I think he was more of an antagonist, though, wasn't he? yeah well yeah i mean you know it sometimes felt like he was our friend but not really i mean unless you're talking about callus no 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 no. i i guess i was thinking i was thinking like when i'm thinking protagonist yeah you're right antagonist is what i was kind of thinking too (laughs) i mean he did kick kick us off the tower so you know he's (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. Let's talk about the antagonist. Who your favorite antagonist is? He said Gaul, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I would have to say it would have been Gaul because he came the closest to to disrupting the uh, the system by being able to steal the light of of the guardians. Like he was able to be the only person to cut that off and. And it probably has a bigger impact, um, you know, in that community to say that, okay, but where does that light really come from that he was able to steal it? So what does the light mean? Um, 
and I wonder how that will play out in the future because I think he, I wish he had a bigger role than just that. I wish he would, you know, I wish that was like a raid in its own right. You know? A lot of people thought he should have been the raid boss, like, yeah. instead of, like, you know, turned him into a cream puff at the end right. of the um, At the I end of the mission, mission, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like he should have had a bigger role because of, of, I mean, and knowing the backstory that he's the one who exiled um, Callus. So, I mean, he had to have some really immense power and the fact that he was the runt of the, the cabal. But he powered himself up and took over, changed the status quo, you know, and and actually started to learn things like about the light as, um, you know, as he spoke to the, the speaker. Um, he just got careless at the end, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he started, whether it be the greed, whatever it is. But I just love this character and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wish I wish there was some I wish there was was I wish there was some more of them. He was conflicted because he, you know, the the console told him to take the light. Just do it. Just take the light. But he said this is not the way. Like he didn't want to just Right. He didn't want to he didn't just he, didn't he wanted the traveler to choose him. Like the right. he wanted to earn it. Yeah. I would say so. my favorite antagonist, I have two because um i couldn't really pick between those two one riven it's a dragon i mean come on you know so what like when i heard there was a dragon in the game as a raid boss like i thought game over and mm -hmm. then we learned that there's a cheese and then we never did it the right way again so uh unfortunately, well, unfortunately but, also too that amakara was uh you yeah. know uh, being manipulated so, by so check, check this out so here's the other one that really sticks out to me as far as antagonists go and that's prince aldrin because i hated him when he killed Cade. like there was a lot of emotion behind that and i really felt like i want him dead and i never felt that strongly about a character in the game like i did then during that climactic event so mm -hmm. I'm going to say Prince Aldrin is definitely like on that top list for me. And protagonist, that's easy. Cade 6. Cade 6 is yeah. my own. I love Cade 6, man. And I think killing off Cade 6, I'm going to come out and say this, but I think it was a big mistake because I think he's an important character in the game. And if you're going to kill off a character, why would you kill off that character who really they had to do it though. nathan fillion was moving on exactly you know, that's it, I, that's exactly what it was I think. yeah that so was unfortunate like, because that was a but, really big loss for for bungie but you you know that like there's that that cade six mission in forsaken like that nolan north did fill in for the for the voice and work. he sounded exactly he like did he, he he did nathan a perfect fillion. perfect rendition of of Nathan's villain's voice. Yeah. For sure. So, so yeah, why not town. continue that character? Do you think it was just too difficult? I mean, that's to... probably too much for, yeah. I mean, Nolan North is like a big time video game voice actor. He's, yeah. he's him and Troy Baker, Baker, are like one and one A right there. I mean, they're, they're, they're triple A. They did get him back for 
Beyond Light, right? Or no? Uh, did they get? Oh, Nolan North. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nolan yeah. North. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. sure. He, oh, yeah. I'm sure he's there still. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I and I love the fact that you know when I learned that uh, that a lot of the voice actors, at least in the beginning, were from Walking Dead. Like it. Like yeah, I was Lord. When I found out who. Yeah, when I found out who did Shax, I was like, "What?" And then, and then when it was Maggie that who was voicing Stranger, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, uh, Stranger so differently." Corey Cohen, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. Corey Cohen, yeah. yeah. I think uh, they I had think... to change their voice, though. I think I, I think it's a different voice actor now because you can hear it in the trailer. Yeah, it's um, much. It is definitely a different actor, just like yeah. Anna Bray is too. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So on that note, I got to ask, we had so many expansions in the world of Destiny. Do you guys have a favorite expansion in the entire franchise of Destiny that sticks out to you? Taken King. It's it's Taken King. And I hope it's going to be Beyond Light. I hope Beyond Light will be my next answer. Like, you know, coming further. Like, because I feel like where they can take the game, you know, now that they're completely free of Activision's like influence, and now Bungie can make the game they want to make. I feel like Beyond Light is going to push the game into new levels and new heights. But currently, it's the taking game just for the way you know that story was told, and um, you know also the the post campaign too. There was so many missions after the campaign was mm-hmm. over. So and the dreadnought. The dreadnought, oh, the dreadnought. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Having that, I miss that place like hardcore. I miss that. Absolutely, because, yeah. Because that's like one of those things. Like, what other aspects? Because you think where they left it, where Vanguard took over ownership, essentially. So, what else did they? Could they have found in there? It was an ascended realm, and it was the body of a, one of the Anakar dragons. So. You know, it'd be interesting to you know to revisit that. So much of this, um, you know, I think I love Shadow Keep. I really love like going back to the moon, getting that feel of the moon again. Uh, I think that was that was a big reminisce for me because I remember how much time I spent on the moon originally, just in the Anchor's Harbor, just running around and just doing the patrols and just it going and then doing those missions. Like it was nice to have that back. And but with the with the twist of being able to get some of those feels from some of the characters through the through the nightmares and the idea of what that means and um I love that. You know, I wish there was more that they could do with the nightmares along the way. That'll be something like carries on because no one seems to have a moon. Well no, they actually nightmares in the lost sectors, but um I love the feel of the moon. I love the feel of going around anything of those uh that hive structure. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's weird that it like it only it it built it got built in less than six years. <laughs> like how did you know how'd you miss that one, Devolo? <laughs> but apparently he did know about it, but he just didn't do anything about it. But as you yeah. as you read, 
idea and finding that pyramid ship underneath there and that, like that being such a big shock being like oh yeah that came out of nowhere and that's true the backstory of Eris's backstory with Bill Tarlow and things like that it's kind of I, I like that feel in the Lost Sectors I love the Lost Sectors yeah those Lost Sectors are bigger than the other Lost Sectors in the game too I feel but like I, but I will miss the season of uh, I will miss the season of going into the bunkers because I love to do the bunker busters and I love the idea of like those hidden weapons like uh, you know um, like the towers going up and influencing that and seeing like every week running down in there because it was like that kind of reminded me of Destiny 1 when you go and be happy to reset and go to all the vendors and see what roles they had um, it was kind of fun rolling down into the bunkers so that you can see the pyramid ships coming. How far did they make it this time? Like, what are you going to see on that? What are you going to see related? You didn't see anything related to the Almighty except during that. It's yeah. kind of fun <laughs> going down there and being like, that's the place I'm going. And so I'm going down to the, the bunker to see where the pyramid ships are. Um, but I, I think the whole campaign of that so much fun just getting back reliving that I think for me my favorite campaign in Destiny I'm going to probably have to say Rise of Iron because I think Rise of Iron for me was unlike any other time in Destiny Mm -hmm. and I think that the Taken King brought a lot of amazing things to the game you know I mean and we got the Prison of Elders but I do think that Rise of Iron overall as a complete package did something really special for me just over the course of that entire year, you know, giving us Wrath of the Machine, giving us the old raids back, right? And giving us the Age of Triumph. Age of Triumph, yeah. You know, and that was really cool. And the the aesthetics of that entire um expansion i think was really brilliantly done and i really really enjoyed it i really liked the plague lands too that was a really fun destination so i i I enjoyed that Mm -hmm. expansion and also forsaken i think was one of their strongest too and i i think that it had probably one of the best and most cohesive campaigns in the game i mean it, it, it the structure was really well done for me I got a I got a question for you guys. What what is your favorite seasonal event? Ooh, um, hmm. Okay, that's really easy for me. Queen's Wrath mm-hmm. from Destiny yeah, One. Queen's Wrath. I was gonna say the same thing, and they only did it once. Um, the other one I would have to say is SRL. I think that was just really, really, really fun, and that was unique and it was different from yeah. anything else that we ever did. And I don't understand why they never really brought it back. You know, what's funny is the Queen's Wrath, all it was was really bounties, but the yeah. way the loot, like it was, it was the only way you get that loot. And that event never came back. Like, I forgot about remember that. Remember the That's... exploit where you can pretty much like get like a specific shards. And then, yeah. And then turn them in for shards. Yeah, I did it. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes. Because you needed the shards. You needed shards to level up your gear. 
Remember when you had to level up your gear? Times were tough, man. It was it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, we, we had to do it. We had to do it. We had to. If do we it. think the grind is bad now, imagine what. Remember the grind in vanilla? That was a grind. Oh yeah, it was. So, that I, was I'm a gonna true get a grind. Of, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this question, and I'm sorry in advance. But um, who is your favorite community manager in Destiny? And why? Make the case. Deej. And the story just he's he's Deej from Bungie. Yeah. Does it need another yeah, explanation? <laughs> yeah, he said that he he did set the tone. I mean right? yeah. he was the he was the who's who. Um ah. but then you know he was the, he was the one in the front, man. He was the face. He was the face at all the different mm-hmm. for the House of Wolves and you know the for Rise of Iron. He was there for the Taken King like reveals. Like yep. he was at all the all the E3s, Gamescoms, yep. you know, like Steve. He'll still be there. He'll still always be there. Like, I think I'm sorry, it's Cosmo a, in advance, but um, high MDH from Bungie. I mean, come on. But yes, I do love Cosmo too. <laughs> I love because I because awesome. I met him in person, and I had a conversation with him, and he's a really cool dude, and I think he's a great asset to the community. You know, I, I think he does a great job over there at Bungie. They all do, even even DMG. Yeah, I remember um, when DMG so. first got the job. They were like, treat him well, like, like, treat him, <laughs> treat, like, treat him like. I think he came on at, at the tough time when things were like really toxic, I think. Um, yeah. I think that's when he took over that job. So he had it, he had it at the toughest time when like DJ, what, what, he, he was, was like, in the trenches taking grenades. Out, right? Yeah. He was in the trenches yeah. taking grenades. Oh my God, sure. he was. Yeah. And, uh, and he's and I think he's been one of the ones that would actually that you can see be more vocal about standing up for the developers at certain times. But the um I you know, but he created that whole like he, when you talk about influence of a phrase that I think bread. Thank Eat God bread. yes. Oh my god, if I heard one more loaf of bread, I did <laughs> or somebody posted that, I thought I was gonna like I was <laughs> oh, I, I, bread, I, I was so memes. happy when it went away. Yeah, <laughs> so happy when that went away. Like it was like, please with the bread. Like, oh my god! Like oh god, got me a loaf, got me my bread, got me my, you know, I'm getting some bread today. Like oh, please make it stop. Yeah, I love bread memes. They're they're great. Yeah, but it was it just became like every like it was like it's like you're only cool with like. I got I got my bread today. Like I couldn't stand it anymore. Like you have so much bread. <laughs> Just gaining weight. Last question I have before we talk about the twab, because I, I hear we have a big juicy twab this week. Um, what is your favorite destiny launch day story? Wait, That's launch day one. story? Yeah. Like Destiny's coming out on that one day. What do you all have a story to share that sticks out to yeah, you? Yeah, I got one. I got one. I got one. 
Um, I think it's the Taken King, actually, because we got the oh, Taken I gotcha. yeah. consoles. We got the consoles. We we found a way to trade in our old PS4s to get the special Destiny Taken King console. You know, we we made it happen. And I don't remember the Taken King. Yeah, and when and we were ready to play, like we I had to re reload the Destiny game, like all it took like th- two or three hours to reload all that, and then the Taken King content. But I remember we were playing at five a.m. that morning, and we started mm-hmm. our Taken King campaign, and it was, it was freaking awesome. And yeah, just, uh, you remember when resets were like two in the morning? Yeah. Oh, two, yeah, two in the. You're on the West Coast, aren't you? I'm on the East Coast. Oh, you're on the East Coast. Okay. Uh, I think I remember when it was five a.m. I think. Yeah. Oh, was it? it uh, yeah, I remember. I remember we would sit there. Were some of us that would stay up at night just waiting for that reset. That's what I remember, and I remember yeah. playing the Taken King at the five a.m. reset, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have this downloaded in time!" And I met right miraculously had it downloaded in time. And I think Corn did too. Did you have it downloaded in time too? Because you also got a um one of those PlayStations. Yes. yes, I did. I did get it downloaded on time. It was it just a, a while. It, it was a race to get it done, but we did get it done, and we started playing, and we're just like. But, but here's the problem. I feel like almost every time that we tried playing the game when the game first came out, I think there was like an extended period of time that you had to just wait to even get in the game and i feel like yes that started with rise of iron that started with rise of iron remember when they put when you were a number yeah there was the aardvark or the anteater like um air codes the anteater and i remember happier happier i took i took off work and it was like you have to wait so I'm guessing that's not your favorite. Game. That's probably not your favorite Destiny launch day story. Then, no. I'm guessing. I mean, I think for me, I have a, I have a few, but one that really sticks out is the time that we actually like went to GameStop and we got our collector's editions, and I think that was kind of special. That was really cool to experience that and be able to get our. That loot. was cool. I mean, you know, I was- think that was really cool, and the experience of just you know. Coming back to the house, and we would just kind of jam out to Destiny music while we just wait for shit to load, and we just hang out and read the twab and get excited about the game. I mean, I think those were really special moments that... Um, How about our pre-launch, our favorite pre-launch Destiny story? Building our PCs. Oh, to, God. Uh, Building our uh, PCs. That, that CPU kick cooler was such a drag... <laughs> That took like four or five hours. That took half the time that it took to build the whole thing. But you know what? When that thing powered on, oh my God, it was just like. My heart like, was pounding. My heart yeah. was really pounding because look, <laughs> I never spent $500 on a graphics card. Just one component in your computer. Like to me, that whole idea is insane by itself. So I took a pretty huge leap of faith and building a computer from literally watching YouTube videos. And funny story, I actually bought a textbook. I bought like a 3,000-page book 
on computer hardware and repair. I have the same book. (laughs) Same book book too. So Shadow Price came prepared just as I did. How much of that book did you use, Shadow? Zero. Zero. (laughs) There you go. We did not use that book at all. Okay. We used YouTube. We used the YouTube video. Shout outs, Carrie Holtzman. He taught us a great deal about building a computer. But even more importantly, I learned the importance of patience and being able to take a step back and realize I can't build this shit by myself. Somebody needs to hold that motherboard. I put this fucking CPU cooler on. The fucking cooler. (laughs) Dude, it's going to be the death of me. And I I thought like water was going to go all over my motherboard and I was going to fry my entire $1,500 computer that I just bought but, it's been uh, great though, man it's been such a workhorse though you know like that cooler is like and i've been through two motherboards and i reinstalled that cooler and it's still working great to this day do you want to tell us shadow price why you've been through two motherboards because i think there's a oh, really yeah. great story behind that and a really important lesson even more than that because i'm an idiot i when i tried to move my graphics card to like position my uh capture card in there i started pulling on the graphics card without releasing the clip because i'm dumb god (laughs) you did it and and i fried my motherboard you fried your motherboard oh my god yeah that was an experience let me tell you it was he learned learned a lot but but oh i learned Luckily, he didn't break the graphics card because that thing was like $500. Not anymore. Now it's like $250 with the new ones coming out, but that's a whole other story. So this was all for a Destiny, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so what was, you know, and a podcast, but yes. What would be, what was the first thought that went through your mind? Was it that, oh shit, I broke it? was all fuck. It was all fuck. Or would it have been, or like, was it like, well, the purpose of your oh shit was like oh shit i broke my computer or oh shit that, that, I yeah, that was, or or i, I or, won't be oh, able to play destiny play I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to play destiny i'm not gonna be able, <laughs> able to play shadow cape shadow keep on day one I'm, there's that's no like, way <laughs> that's like if i ever get to call like hey our power's out i'm like first thing i'm like i can't play destiny that's the first thing. That's not about the food in the fridge. Exactly. That, and that's what it was, right, Corn? That's what it was. I was like, no, shit, like, I'm not going to be able to play in day one. It was like, anything that in heaven, that's the I don't care. I want to play this game. But no, that was that was a pretty, pretty important time for us. And, and you know, we, we actually started building our PCs literally on April 1st or whatever the day that they announced destiny 2 was coming out for pc we so started we gathering our parts. Yeah. Yep. literally on that day we started researching and i yep. still remember we spent literally how many hours like three four hours debating about power supplies i know it sounds nah. so fucking asinine we literally argued about power supplies because we were trying to decide between two of them and I'm I'm glad I went with the one that was a little bit more expensive. I'm glad you talked me into that getting that yeah. one, dude. You know. Because these you know, like, are the memories we create. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, you you get out what you put in. So you know that's important. And we we put in the effort. We took the time to build it. And now all we need to do is swap out our graphics cards, and we have a powerful 
machine that's going to last for another five, six years. So I'm excited. It's going to be great. That's yep. awesome. So do you so, guys have... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask another question, but... I, but Yeah, go for it. So it's funny. We talk about that. So that's a defining moment, right? So are is there... Okay. Is there a moment in Destiny that you remember where you were when a particular event happened? Like, think about, like, okay. Like, you can... If it, there are certain things that happen within Destiny you can you can you could block out a, a period of time, right? So where were you when the loot cave existed? Right? Or when you could push Atheon off of the shelf or off of the map. That's, that's easy for me. That's easy for me because when when you could push Atheon off the ledge, you better you you better believe where I was. I was in that raid pushing Atheon off that ledge, <laughs> getting that loot. I was there. Yeah. When we were, everybody we were, was in the loot cave, guess what? I was there. And if you, I mean, there was told me about it. Like, I remember that. Had, like, I called him. I was like, dude, you got to get on Destiny right now. now. <laughs> loot cave now, two hours. Let's go. And we were yeah. there. We, we literally sat there for two hours. I think I got one legendary mm -hmm. that entire time. But fuck it. I got something. So, you know, it was better than nothing. But, um, they, these are moments, man, and I have a lot. I mean, we've been through literally everything from the beta in Destiny that came out, you know, the, the time that they opened up the moon as a destination that was very briefly available. That was a really special moment. That you The know, last yeah. day of the... You uh, remember it if you beta. were there, if you were part of I got of that one for day. you. I got one for you. And it may yeah. not come first in mind. You ready? Okay. Laser tag, laser tag weekend. Oh, with the Prometheus oh, lens. Yeah. Wait, you know wait it was so broken. It was so oh, broken. Yeah. They were like, you know what? We're going to yeah. give it to Zern to sell, and we're going to have a laser tag weekend. Yeah, that's, and that's that what it was. Yeah. You turned one, like, really toxic moment into, like, the most fun weekend you ever had in Destiny when it was nothing but laser tags. Uh, Everybody from broken using weapon before the Prometheus patch lens. came out. It, it yes. was it was Vex Mythoclass all over, like again, basically. <laughs> Except you give it to everybody, like you said, you give it to everybody. Like you yeah, get a Prometheus everybody. lens, and you yeah. get a Prometheus lens, and you get one, like, like the Oprah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what was great. So it, great. And then they had the emblem to commemorate that weekend too, with the melted yep. face. That <laughs> only, yeah, face. that. That only came out what, like three years later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, that laser tag weekend that absolutely that was like that was one of the most fun weekends I've ever had. Uh, and also, the only time they ever offered Iron Banner mayhem. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I yes. forgot about that too. Yeah, that that was a blast. Like I like I've been hoping for that. <laughs> ever since that event like you put two of my favorite can you, events together can you imagine if they bring iron bear and mayhem with stasis coming in the game oh my god <laughs> I, I have another one that really sticks out to me when the day that the whisper mission came out i mean that was pretty epic just being yes. able to experience that that day 
Yeah. That was so. I remember how hard that was, too. I remember. I remember the grumblings when it started coming and, and people started announcing and they were like, hey, there's this weird thing going on. And then it started evolving, like like all the posts oh, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, it, 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 and I'm sitting there on my Twitter. I'm like, I'm like, I'm messing up my work. I'm like, what's happening? What's going on in Destiny right now? Like, what what's happening? There's like a crazy yeah. event going my, on, and I'm not Twitter part of it. Pulling up that day, it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like that that hidden mission. It was just like, wait, what do you mean something hidden up? I gotta get home. I gotta get and, home now. And the zero hour mission too, like. I still got to go in there to finish off my catalogs. I'll help you. I'll help you with that. But I was, dude, I was really proud of Zero Hour because mm-hmm. like, that's a very jumping heavy mission. So for me to be able to have done it as quickly as I did on all three characters, dude, like that was pretty. And Trevor. Insane. I mean, that, Trevor. Uh, Trevor like, I'm not talking about yeah. Trevor. Forget about that. I'm just not <laughs> going there. No, Trevor and Trevor became its own personality. They even there was even that Twitch account. Like, oh, tw- Trevor's following me now. Like, <laughs> like that was like the greatest thing. And uh, but like Trevor having itself, and then Memory Guardian Con that they were like, now let's name Trevor. What does Trevor mean? So um, you want to hear a funny story about Trevor? You know, as soon as that happened, I was like, you know, I have an idea. I should register a Twitter account. And then somebody just did it, and I'm like, oh, fuck, somebody already did it. Good for you, bro. You have 4,000 followers. Good for you. You did it. So uh, that, was, that was my funny thing. Yeah, that's like, uh, like, like, yeah, when Trevor created that account, that was the, that, but that was the height of the parody account, I think, thing going on, too. Yeah. Um, I think that was when that was, like, that was starting to, but somebody, I have my I have my inclinations for what I think it was, but I think, uh, yeah, they they did the right marketing, the right time to just get that blown up. But I don't think that counted to us anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah. But so, yeah, so I, I think, love those defining moments. I, I think we had some pretty awesome moments that that really stuck out to us in the Destiny community, and it's no doubt that. Destiny had a profound impact on our lives and what we do today and where we are and just our connection to our friends and the world that we live in. And and it's been a really awesome experience for me anyways. Mm-hmm. And I have some other things. Yeah, that I, uh, I, I can't. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the sound went crazy. The... Uh... I, I can't imagine what is going to be like if this game ever does wind down because right now it's like going hot and heavy. And I don't know if they're, if like at the 10 year mark, they're going to say, all right, time to wind down and time to do something different to put Destiny to bed. Or if it will be something that continues to breathe life for like, and uh, just to continue to be a franchise or, you know, um, start something if it'll start something new, but I can't imagine Destiny just ever dying and just going away. But I don't know. I, I, I you think about that. Like, you know, eventually all good things come to an end, but, um, you know, or could it be just something where like World of Warcraft it just continues to breathe? 
Yeah, I mean, I personally think that Destiny is too big of a franchise for them to just stop doing it unless they completely lose their player base, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think that Mm -mm. Destiny has a very loyal fan base, and even if people will take breaks from the game, I think ultimately they come back, right? So in that sense, I don't see them just completely abandoning ship. And even if they create a new franchise, which we know they're working on something else called Matter, right? Mm-hmm. Even with that, I think that Destiny is their bread and butter. That's their lifeblood. That's what they've been working on for the last six years. They went all in on this franchise. Yes. Ten years. They're yeah. going to experiment with other things. They're going to release other games, but at the end of the day... As long as people play Destiny, as long as it's still a thing, they're going to continue to create content and they're going to evolve the game. And even if what we got right now arguably should be Destiny 3, at some point in the future, I think they're going to revisit what a Destiny 3 would truly be like. And sometime down the road, we're going to get something. It's going to take some time, but I definitely think that the last thing that we see from Bungie will not be Lightfall in the Destiny franchise. And you mark my words. So no, I, I think it, yeah. I agree. Yeah, go, go ahead. No, I was just saying I agree. That's it. Yeah. So Shadow Price, on that note, What's going on in the world of Bungie news? What's happening in this week at Bungie tonight? Okay, so for the uh, sake of time, we're going to try to go through this. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll get it kicked off right now. Uh, so yeah, it's a happy sixth birthday, Destiny. It was yesterday, and that was the, you know, what that was titled in the, for the TWAB. So, I have not bought any bread yet, but... Uh... I will yeah. probably. I'm probably <laughs> going to get that uh, poster. I really like that poster. Yeah. You've been, you've been looking at it this whole podcast, haven't you? Literally. <laughs> I probably should have bought it by now. It was 20 bucks. So to kick things off after that, um, the Traveler's Chosen, the exotic sidearm, is live in the game now. You can see Zavala to kick off the quest. And with the exodus of Io, Titan, Mercury, and Mars you'll be asked to visit the vendors of these planets and perform various tasks to get your bread. Sorry, oh, you Mr. Bo- Sorry, Mr. Boopkin. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> uh, along the quest, you can acquire unique loot to fill collections before the strikes will be impeded by the darkness. So if you get a chance to experience that, and get, you're not just going to get that weapon, you're going to get other loot along the way. So that's good stuff. Um, they also, uh, did a stasis recap, uh, really quick. I'll, uh, kind of go through this. It says, uh, wield the darkness to stasis. It's a mysterious new power. It's uh, stasis is an element born of the darkness in its basis form. It's an alluring lethal cosmic energy that when wielded correctly can attach itself to surfaces, objects, and beings due to its freezing nature. This process manifests itself in the formation of cold crystalline structures that leave a p- patterned stasis footprint behind. 
and there's the stasis crystals and a stasis field that it can create. And it can also uh, form three new abilities. You can slow enemies, which greatly reduces enemy movement speed, weapon handling, and accuracy, and the ability energy regeneration. You can freeze enemies, freeze and immobilize foes in solid stasis crystals. The effect wears off slowly over time, but it affected players are willing to take some damage in the process. They can break out early by shattering the crystals around them. Or, and you can finally shatter the enemies, obliterate those who seek to destroy you. With enough direct damage, frozen enemies and stasis crystals will shatter, creating a devastating stasis shrapnel explosion damaging those nearby. And we can expect to see that when Beyond Light comes out. Okay. Anybody have any thoughts about that? Well, all I can tell you is it's going to look amazing when you get hit by the boot cannon. Everywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. A new use, new fun with the boop cannon, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for November 10th. Yeah, it's. I think that's going to be a great, uh, a great change. Just like when we got our the nine new supers, like that was so great. Um, you know, yeah. add another, add literally another element to the game. Another way to, you know, to. Uh, build upon you know tactics and things like that i am i'm really excited to see what my uh my titan's going to do with the, uh, the behemoth yeah so keeping those good vibes moving along uh we're also going to see some new things happen in november 10th as well mm-hmm. bungie wants us to suit up so a few twabs ago Luke Smith took some time to run through changes to our philosophy and doling out rewards through the various activities of Destiny 2. And today, they're going to be focusing on the core playlist rewards, Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. So here's what to expect on November 10th. A new suit of armor will be added for core playlists, Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. A new set of armor. Armor will share a set of new geometry and decals. And Bungie went on to say they will create new sets each year uh, example year four year five year six and the new set will arrive alongside beyond light the new okay. armor can, can be earned by completing activities or vendor rank ups weekly challenges are also updated to offer avenues for players to earn higher stat packages for these armor sets so that's pretty cool We're yeah those armor sets going to be more things so you get more legendary shards that, that those kind of like the uh like the uh, the current ones that we see now, like the uh, like you had the Phoenix Strife, whatever you did your Crucible, it always get that. And you eventually got it so much. Deleted. Is that what I mean? Uh, I think it's yeah. It's basically they're going to you're going to be like going through either a strike. You can choose it like through strikes, Crucible, or Gambit. I think or something. Right. I mean, they go they go to explain it in the in the TWAB further here, um, but next they talk about a new sniper, and they show it in the TWAB. It looks pretty sweet. It's also the return of pursuit weapons, and uh, they go ahead and say the weapons will have static perks, but offer more customization. Uh, the final two perk columns have multiple perks to choose from to your playstyle. 
to fit your play style. Uh, the goals they have to pursue uh, for the pursuit weapons, they want them to be available per season and will be earned through a focus quest. So Banshee will give you a choice between Strikes, Crucible, or Gambit to earn the base model. So you, they're asking you to choose wisely since you will be locked into specific objectives for whichever activity you pick. And then once the quest is finished, Zavala, Lord Shax, and Drifter will offer an additional quest which will reward you with weapon ornaments to theme to the theme of respective activities. And all three will be available to you for the people who want to get it all. And in the TWAB, you can see some of those ornaments and the sniper itself. It looks pretty sweet. I really like the Vanguard one and the Crucible, I think. What do you I guys like think? Gambit. I like the Gambit one. <laughs> I'm not much of a sniper, oh. but I, I like the Gambit one. I think yeah. this is a really welcoming change because this almost reminds me of something they had in Destiny 1 where there was a vendor refresh every season and we kind of missed that for a really long time. So getting this kind of information where we get new armor and new weapons to chase after, I'm all for oh, it. Oh, yeah, and that is three armor sets, actually, now that I look at yep. it. Yeah, so you get a Crucible set, you get a Vanguard set, and a Gambit set. You can, so that's awesome. Three so new armor. One cut. thing missing. There is one thing missing. Mm. Where's my dead orbit set? Where's my new monarchy set? Factions, man. Yeah, they I never come back. I don't come think on. they. I think they said they're never coming back. I Do know, they? I know, but that, like, yeah, they don't care about factions. Does it, it seems have like. to be a final thing? Can we maybe talk about this and you know? Well, like, what point would they like? What? What can they what really offer now at this point? Dude, faction wars? I mean, they can do a lot with factions. I think it's a really big missed opportunity for them because I had a lot of fun ranking up my factions. Pretty much after you ranked up past Endgame, I think, you know, ranking up your factions was pretty much the pursuit at that point. And I think that was really cool. And... They can use that as an extra layer of adding an element of gameplay for Endgame. Think about this. After your season rank 100, what happens then? Well, you kind of rank up, but then it gets kind of pointless, right? But if they add factions into the mix and they make more challenging pursuits that you do by doing more stuff that expand your faction rewards i think that gives you more of a reason to play the game and stay in it even after your past rank 100 so i think there's a lot of opportunities here okay so to further uh go into the twab there's gonna be changes to the core activities actually too coming in season 12 and they go on to say crucible they're stating that starting in season 12 director the director will be updated to reduce the number of playlists and there's going to be the featured modes that are going to be available will be control, elimination, rumble, survival, which will have both survival and freelance survival. There'll be a weekly rotator of either clash, mayhem, and showdown, and private matches. And the ones that will be a limited availability will be Iron Banner and Brand new to season 12, Iron Banner Freelance will make its debut. Similar to comp, it will be a s smaller node 
next to the Iron Banner when the playlist is available. So we're getting Iron Banner Freelance. Mm. So people who want to go yeah. in solo and not get stomped by uh, full squads. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a welcoming change. I think that will make the game better. So I, I have no problems with that. Yeah. And also trial changes with Trials of Osiris. With, um, adept weapons are coming sometime next season. And it'll be rewarded to those reaching the lighthouse. Uh, it returns in season 12. More details, they said, will be uh, in the sandbox preview, and it's planned for October. So I'm really interested to see what they do with that. And they go to show the map of the new Crucible director that you're going to see November 10th when you log into Beyond Light. So it's pretty consolidated down. Lot, they took out a lot of playlists from the looks of it to hopefully get it more consolidated and get more people in some of those hoppers. I feel like. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think uh, keeping it simple. I think Adept Weapons is great for the Trials players too because it will hopefully get them to want to stop low-card farming and will make them want to go further so they're not at the bottom of the card. I hope they make a more uh, user-friendly way to reset your rank. Yeah. <laughs> then, you, then you get it while you're in a match. You got to go into the... Into the uh, director and then you gotta click on one of those and then you gotta reset it from there hopefully that would be nice quality of life yeah. change yeah no definitely definitely well we got changes coming to strikes too uh guys vanguard strikes to nightfalls um Wait, what's happening to nightfalls well well the first thing to go on to vanguard strikes and nightfalls the ordeal will be your two playlist options they say each playlist will continue to offer weekly challenges for powerful loot. The Nightfall, the ordeal, will continue to feature matchmaking at lower difficulties and increase rewards for higher difficulty. There's a note here, though. Bungie is looking to add adept weapons to strikes in a future oh. season. Nice. Updates will be closer to season 13 on this. So look, look for uh, adept weapons to come to strikes sometime in season 13 or closer to season 13 they're going to talk about it it'd be nice to be there for season 12 but looks like they're they're planning it what do you guys think of that i think you have an adept weapons for that are going to be pretty cool i guess that would be like uh be a reason to play the strikes right like you're getting your bray tech osprey that you some people literally just got um uh, hey that's going to be me. I have never gotten that gun. I'm going to get that when I do this uh, mission for the right. chosen a judgment. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. I think it, it gives oh, it is you called a reason chosen. to play and it gives you more reasons to grind and more things to do and more loot to chase. So I like this. Yep. And not, but not last but least, or lace but last, or whatever, however you <laughs> want to say it. <laughs> Gambit, which you what? like, Boop Cannon. What's happening with Gambit? So as we were knew before, Gambit and Gambit Prime is going to be consolidated into a single game mode. And they have goals for uh, Gambit 
and explanation of the rules. Here are some of their goals. They wanted to build a more approachable Gambit Prime, keeping the one round format with a longer round, but without the Gambit Prime armor perks. Nice. They, want, they wanted to rebalance the moats phase to last two thirds of each match rather than half. They want to speed up the primeval fight compared to Gambit Prime to give it a boss rush feeling. So okay. those are their goals. And here is what they've detailed here. They said, we started with the Gambit Prime encounters full stop. However, without the Reaper buffs, the larger bosses that came in enemy waves were too tanky. So we pulled them all down to a mini boss or elite. The pacing should feel like how Gambit feels for a pickup group or how Prime feels for a fully kitted team. And they, we also play tested the having the moats phase target, a score of 150 and or having a heavier moat drain, but this allowed organized teams to steamroll even more effectively, not less. So we pulled back to the current Gambit Prime moat target and drain. And they go on to say, we started with Gambit Prime blockers, but pulled the Taken Captain from the blocker lineup. <laughs> and he proved a little too potent for a 10-moat blocker. Yeah, so, they replaced, so, so they replaced him with a Phalanx, who can be tough to kill, but not as lethal, since we don't have the armor perks. And they also removed the 20-moat giant blocker. So, yeah, that giant 20-moat blocker was like, it really wasn't that devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that freaking captain, like, <laughs> yeah. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> the Randall the Vandal of a gambit. Oh, yeah. Randall the Vandal. That was awesome. Who yeah. remembers the strike that we played? And not the strike, the adventure when you got to the uh, Forgotten Shore. And it was right in the beginning. And mm -hmm. there was, like, the, the music playing from Paul McCartney. And as you tried to go into that lost sector, you got your ass kicked when you first started up that Forsaken campaign. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. Anyways, I digress. Go ahead. Yeah, that's so, a captain. That, that, yeah, I think that seems to be the one thing that everybody is like, huh, of all the news, the taken captain is going away. Yeah. So they continue on to say, we kept the invasions during the moat phases at three, just like Gambit Prime. But we pulled back the minimum time between invasions during moat phases from 10 seconds to 20 seconds. It never feels good to get invaded back to back. Thank you. For the boss fight, we started with Gambit Prime Evil fight, removed the times player buffs, Increase the primeval health and the potency of the Slayer buff given by when killing envoys. We respawn the envoys every 40% damage done to the primeval. So if you get invaded and the primeval is healed a lot, you have the opportunity to get more Slayer buffs and catch up. The fight length ends up somewhere in between the original Gambit and Gambit Prime. So we adjusted the invasion timer during the primeval phase to match right in between Gambit and Gambit Prime timing. So overall, this mode will be a little quicker than Gambit Prime, mostly due to shortening of the boss phase and removal of the larger bosses from the fronts, but one that still gives the great Gambit feeling that you all love. So they have like a image also of what it's going to look like on November 10th of the director for Gambit, and it's pretty small. <laughs> reckoning is no more. There is no more reckoning. Yeah. 
So guys uh, can mourn its loss. <laughs> I think I'll be all right. I think I've went into get the reckoning like, like yeah. three times. So they finally say, we saw you, you're hungry for info and we're excited to bring the heat. As we approach Beyond Light, we'll have more details on how your weekly rituals are changing. Economy, Eververse, Sandbox, and more. We're looking forward to talking about things like solo QR and banner, but we have a few things left to tie up as we approach launch. Stay tuned. And then we have one more segment to talk about here really quick. Uh, Triumph Trackers. So they go on to say, last week we announced some changes coming to Triumphs in November. Various Triumphs and Seals will soon become unavailable, leaving you to figure out which things to prioritize before the end of the season. Partnering with some community API, API creators, there are now multiple options for you to create a checklist of sorts. Here's a quick list in no particular order. They're all amazing, and we hope you find one that suits you best. So here are the ones they listed. They have Destiny Item Manager, which everybody should have, I think. They are amazing. Um, they have Light.gg. They have Destiny Tracker. They have Braytech.org. And they got D2Checklist.com. And they say many thanks to these creators, and we're excited to see how their portals and communities grow as we begin another year of Destiny content. And I have used Destiny Item Manager I, every time I play Destiny, so. Yeah, no, I can echo that. I, I love them, and uh, they make a really awesome app, and it makes my life way easier managing my vault and everything that I do in Destiny, so, yeah. Yeah, I like I like Dim uh, to a degree, but I there's a different app I use, and it's not as popular, but to me, I think it's, more intuitive okay in a way. which one's that that is little light mm. oh, i think i heard of it okay yeah little light actually um the one thing i like about it is that it tells you uh if you have a god role uh it tells you if you have a good role for a for crucible and pve it'll tell you if you have god role and I think it uses the API from light.gg, I think. I, 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 I Don't quote me on that. But I think it uses like that kind of information of what are the most popular perks and tells you what, uh, what you have in your inventory. And I think it helps me manage my, um, my, my well, I can't say manage the vault because I'm always back up to 498, but. Oh my god, um, <laughs> me too. So yeah. bad. <laughs> but uh, but I feel like it, that it gives you a lot more organization. You can you can do loadouts on it. Um, I've loved it ever since the beginning, and it was a uh, you know because I looked at Ishtar Commander, I used that a lot. Um, but Light.gg is very. Uh, no, I'm sorry, a Little Light is it's quite intuitive, and it, and I and it's really easy to use, and you know. Shout out to me to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh but I think it's a very underutilized uh app, but it's I never run into any issues with it like yeah. like any other apps I've used. So it's uh I highly you know suggest what I'm realizing 
you know what I'm realizing as we're talking about this? I'm realizing, you know, we, we need to have more people on the show who create these apps because I think these people are brilliant and mm-hmm. they don't get enough credit for what they create because I think they make all of our lives so much easier and so much better. So, um, yeah, that would be a fun thing to Shout do. Shout out. Yeah, true that. Shout out to Dim and Josh Destiny Hunt. Sets. Awesome. Destiny yeah. Sets. Destiny Set.com. Low lines. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're so. Make it happen. We got a and couple things left. time wasted on Destiny. Don't forget that. that oh, one. yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> we just got a couple things left. Movie of the Weeks uh, are all up there. You can uh, check them out at your leisure. We got a couple cool ones. Uh, movie that the winner was Legends Never Die. And it's a Destiny 2 team Taj. Yep. There was a couple honorable mentions. Thread the Needle. And wait, that's illegal. Uh, so congratulations to those winners. And people can check them out at their leisure. And there's one more thing I want to talk about in the TWAB, and it's uh, cl- what DMG said at the end. Because I think it's going to be really profound for people. So I'm going to share this really quick. DMG goes on to say, it's weird to think six years ago, I was sitting in my friend's garage, wrapped in a blanket, playing through Destiny for the first time after calling out sick from work. I think my initial character was a hunter. Yes. The cloaks were cool, and the golden guns shown in the trailers caught my eye. I had no clue what Rampage was, why Soros was considered good, or why anyone would care about an exotic rocket launcher. Fast forward to now, we have a massive community with multiple expansions, exotics, weapons, subclasses, and more under our belts. You fought back the darkness, lost your light, met a wizard that came from the moon, and more. And now, in only a few months after looking at beautiful concept art since 2014, we'll finally sink our boots into the snows of Europa. We'll also be embracing the darkness abilities for the first time. I know I've said we're just getting started a few times since started on the community team, but every release gives us a chance to set off on, on a new path. Fresh experiences with a sense of wonder, challenges that push you and grow your skill, and opportunities to make new friends along the way. Thanks for joining us on the what this wild ride. Now it's time for me to hop into Iron Banner as I hunt for a few different roles on my weaponry. I've heard whispers from our sandbox folk on upcoming changes to 110 hand cannons. Oh, nice. Might be fun to snag a few random rolls to try out when beyond light ships. That conversation conversation is for another time, though. How about next month? We'll see if this little tease makes it through the editorial. If it does, (laughs) I bet you 200,000 glimmer that someone makes a five-minute YouTube video about it. Happy hunting. Yes, great. Good stuff. He knows his community well. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all we've a lot of people have been asking for changes to the one ten, but where are the love for the scouts? Make scouts good, please. Eventually, hopefully, like they were in D one. I would love to scouts great again. The yeah. night watches, the night watches making a comeback though. I use it all the time right now. Wow. Yeah. Like I don't know if they did some kind of tweak, but it they feel. And a couple of my friends said that too. That they just feel pretty snappy right now oh have to give it a shot well yeah. and that is your twab fellas 
ladies and gentlemen. Very cool. Awesome. Well, hey, that is the TWAB. And my goodness, so much information here. And of course, we do have a tradition on the show, on the Destiny show. And we're going to rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update in the form of spicy tuna rolls before we wrap things up for the evening. And Mr. Boop Cannon, as our honorable guest for the evening, would you like to give us your thoughts? How would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five? You know... I'm going to give it some five tuny rolls because the Kagan captain's going away. <laughs> uh, I think I'm good with that. And I like the fact that you finally, with everybody who either loved Gambit or hated Gambit, you finally got some Gambit deets. And with those Gambit deets, sounds like something really promising. Because um, of for me, I was really worried about having to give up the things that I really liked in Gambit, and it looks like they're combining that into something uh, pretty user friendly. So, I'm, yeah, I got me some. I got me some five tuny rolls on it. All right, five out of five spicy tuna rolls for Mister Boob Cannon and Shadow Price. How about yourself? How would you rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update? Well, I see no reason to not give this any less than five myself. This was an uh, incredible update. Incredible TWAB. So much great information in it. Sixth anniversary of Destiny. You know, just to the cherry on top. You know, it's just some of these, the new armor sets look dope. The new weapons look good. The changes that are coming, adept weapons coming to strikes, adept weapons coming to trials uh all the love that they're giving gambit like this is great stuff and also just the tease that we're getting sandbox information next month this is a great I'm, this is a great iron banner freelance i mean come on iron banner freelance what? this is a great twab this is a five out of five for me i agree so yeah. so this is kind of a foreshadowing into what i'm gonna give this week's spongy weekly update <laughs> but i'm gonna probably have to say five out of five i mean i'm gonna join the crowd tonight and yep. yeah i think it was a really good twab a lot of great information a lot of meat and potatoes a lot of cool stuff that and a really cool story from dmg at the end you know like yeah, it, it was, was a really nice little story from him and uh, i think that it was a really solid hope for the future no fun intended so oh and I'm, one thing we also got a lore release today too called citizens of the city if you get a chance to check that out on uh, bungie.net it's a really cool lore piece that oh. i encourage people to read when they get a chance yeah and then maybe we'll talk about it next week on the show and guardians thank you so much for joining us tonight before we wrap things up for the evening, I do want to share where we can learn more about our guest and our host of the evening. And Mr. Boop Cannon, do you want to share with our audience where we can learn more about you? Well, to learn more about me, I guess, it's a, you, know, you just stay out of the newspapers. But um, I would say you meet, you can, you can interact with me on Instagram at Mr. Boop Cannon, 
and Twitter, uh, surprisingly, under Mr. Boo Cannon. Um, I'm also on Xbox at Mr. Boo Cannon and PS4 as, oh, you guessed it, Mr. Boo Cannon. <laughs> so you can find me anywhere you type in Google, you'll find me there, surprisingly enough. But uh, that's where you can find me. And I'd love to uh, meet some new people. Yeah. Awesome. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was such a pleasure getting to know you and sharing stories and hanging out and podcasting together. So it was such a pleasure to get to know you tonight. And thank you so much for your time and for everything that you do in the Destiny community. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be on your show. And uh, I was really excited that uh, I got the opportunity to talk with you guys and and uh, thank you for what you do. And uh, yeah, no, it was, dude. Thank you so much. And it, it was an absolute blast having you on as our guest. And I'm I'm grateful uh, that I got a chance to meet you and that we got a chance to create a podcast together. So it was really awesome. And uh, Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Shadow Price seventy nine. Um, and here also on the Destiny Show podcast every Thursday night. Very so cool. Awesome. In Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps. We're everywhere. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and the list goes on. If you like the show, leave a review and subscribe. It really does help. So more Guardians can find our podcast and enjoy the guests that we bring on each and every week. So thank you, Guardians, so much for joining us. You can find us on DestinyShow.com. You can find us on the Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can also find us on Instagram at DestinyShowPOD. And every Thursday night, you can find us right here on twitch.tv forward slash the destiny show and next week on the podcast we welcome the amazing dan finity he is the co-host of the planet destiny podcast and we're going to invite him back on the show we're going to talk about more destiny to beyond light and I do apologize that we could not have Destin on the show tonight. We will reschedule with him. So do keep an eye out for that. We will have Destin Legary on a future episode of the podcast. And we apologize that he couldn't make it this week, but we definitely will make sure to have him on for a future episode. So stay tuned for that. And Guardians, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. And I hope you have an awesome evening and we'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call, Call Mystery, Mystery Time, Time Live, Live today. today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. Subscribe, Subscribe now! The producers of Mystery Time Live have not taken the advice or guidance of the host because they have no idea what they're doing. No mystery will actually be fully solved. And that's individualized opinion of outside source or sheer luck. You can find them live on the Twitch app and find their podcast later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally binding and you cannot do it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.